Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conversations with Strangers. You got myself, Jordan, a.k.a. Hollywood, a.k.a. Goose, <laughs> according to Micah for all those years. Very long time. We got Mike on the line and we got Tom. So we're excited to uh, be talking with you all tonight. What's up, Micah? What's up, Tom? What's up, Jordan? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. You forgot to mention that Tom is an ex-Mormon, Jordan. Oh, I, I should probably say the, the point of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the introduction. It's only my second time doing it. So I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess one, one, one for two. <laughs> All right. So, Tom, uh, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, first of all, thanks again for having me on the show. Uh, I reached out on a podcast subreddit and just said, hey, guys, you know, I'm, I'm a Mormon. I'm transitioning away from my faith right now. Anybody interested in talking to a Mormon, which I knew probably some people would jump on because, you know, Mormonism is kind of interesting, kind of bizarre to some people. And so, yeah, to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, so I live in Utah born and raised Mormon um, all of my life. I, uh, I have a small family, two young kids. Um, this last year, year and a half, my wife and I have done a little bit of a faith transition that I'll, I can get into a little bit more in depth, but I won't do that on the intro. Um, just about me, my day job, I work as an engineer during the day, uh, civil and structural engineering and uh, podcasts on the side, since as you guys know, podcasting isn't exactly a uh, lucrative career, <laughs> unless you're Joe Rogan or somebody. Um, but it's, it's a fun side hobby. I love talking to people. And uh, with my faith transition, hopefully you guys are okay with me promoting my own stuff a little bit, but I have started my own podcast. Um, it's called Alternative Mormon. For anybody who's curious, I talk about my faith transition. It's, it's focused a little bit more towards people who are... Um, more familiar with Mormonism, but I still think people who aren't would find it interesting. Um, on my podcast, I do four different kinds of segments. Um, uh, the first is now that I'm transitioning from my faith, I'm actually, as part of my podcast, exploring lots of religions. So this isn't even just Christianity, but it's exploring, you know, Eastern religions, meditation, Islam, Christianity, just because I think it's cool. And I think, you know, people who maybe lose their faith, would be interested in learning what else is out there. Um, and, you know, some people that lose their faith, they choose to go become agnostics or atheists, and that's fine too. I think, you know, everybody's path is different, but I'm exploring that. The second type of episodes I do are faith transition interviews. So I've interviewed a few people already. Uh, so far, it's people who have transitioned away from Mormonism, but I'm also curious about people who have transitioned from other faiths or even converted to different faiths. Um, and then the third type of episodes, probably these are the ones that would be least interesting um, to people who aren't familiar with Mormonism, just because it's really kind of deep and sort of dry and boring, but I call them the issues. And so I go really deep into Mormonism's kind of like its church history, its doctrine, and I kind of point out the things that I find, um, you know, that kind of messed with my faith a little bit and made me second guess things. And so it's really kind of a deep dive into history, into doctrine, into scripture. Still may be interesting to some people, but, um, you know, it's definitely catered to people who are familiar with some of the scriptural texts and stuff. And then the fourth I have, uh, the fourth type of episode I have is I have a, a buddy who's an active member of uh, Mormonism or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is, um, you know, the actual name of the church. Um, but I have an active, active member buddy who's still an active member of the church. And we actually get together and we 
sort of debate each other, but more kind of just discuss some of the more controversial topics in Mormonism. And he gives his perspective from someone who still believes it. And then I give my perspective from someone who doesn't believe it. So anyway, for all of your listeners, um, like I said, it, it may not be super interesting to someone who doesn't have a Mormon perspective, but I'm trying to still gear it to people who are just curious. And so that's Alternative Mormon. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I'm on Twitter too. Um, so yeah, if you're curious, go ahead and check that out. But I don't know. Any any other questions you have just about me in general? I mean, no, I, I, well, I we have lots of questions, but what I was going to say is I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with it. Um, spent a couple of snowboarding trips in Utah. Uh, so uh, had, had my exposure to LDS. Is it okay if I abbreviate it or? Yeah, okay. well, uh, definitely. Uh, you know, the active, the, the churches are trying to get away from the abbreviations, but I don't consider myself part of the church necessarily anymore. In fact, they've made a huge push the last few years to stop saying LDS or Mormon and focus on the full name, which is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, the hard thing about that is it just leaves such a void in vocabulary. I mean, like, you can't just stuff that seven-word phrase everywhere you would say Mormon or LDS, right? So it's so hard. So anyway, go ahead. No, I was going to say, well, first of all, that'd be a great movie. The, the title of the movie would be, like, three paragraphs. Um, no, I, you know, I've, I've spent time in Utah, uh, Provo, Salt Lake City, obviously. Spent some time in Snowbird. I don't know if we're going to talk about this right now, but I definitely want to talk about uh, that that vault you guys have, the Granite Mountain Vault, uh, over by uh, Snowbird, because uh, I got to not tour it or anything like that, but I got to see it, and I'm like, what is that thing with the guards and the cameras everywhere? And I, I know what it is, but I'd like the listeners to hear it to hear it as well. I think when every time I've been to Utah, um, other than the DMV you guys have for as a liquor store. Uh, with off brands I've never even heard of for liquor at half the alcohol per volume. <laughs> um, other than that, no, it's, it's been really a fun, fun experience. Um, I, I, you guys are, you guys are not like Singapore in the sense that you, you know, cane someone for chewing gum and spitting it out on the streets, but everything's so clean. The grocery stores, all the apples and the oranges, everything's like arranged perfectly. Right. And it's like, there's a lot of meticulousness that goes into even just grocery stores. Um, so I've had a lot of fun there. It's a beautiful state. Um, it's a little different, a little, little weird. <laughs> I, I kind of prepped one of my girls I was dating last. I just said, it's going to be a little different than the United States that you're used to. So just be respectful, understand it. It's, uh, it's you know, it works. And so uh, I do want to talk about the Coca-Cola thing, I, as I understand it, Mormons own Coca-Cola. So it's a lot of topics to talk about. Pique my interest. Well, awesome. Yeah, you're already asking questions I didn't expect, <laughs> but I'm excited. I, I do <laughs> have answers to all these. Yeah, definitely some curveballs, but I'm, I'm ready for it. Hit me with whatever you want. So, <laughs> Yeah, I actually went to, um, I went to Zion recently. So I think it was my first time staying in utah and like jordan said um it is different like you know what i mean like it, it i mean it wasn't like that weird like we we like we went to a mcdonald's we went to like a culver's you probably know of culver's right and um it just seemed a little bit more i mean the best way that i would probably describe it is like it was just more kind of like it seemed like there was a lot of churchgoers around like people like you might meet at church like kind of like you know, salt of the earth type people, I would probably say, right? Um, nothing. Everyone bad. was 
everyone was super nice, like almost too nice. That's one thing I said. I said, when you meet people, they're going to almost be like too nice to you. And you're going to kind of from Los Angeles, like Micah and I, we're kind of like, is this because everybody wants something in Los Angeles, right? You're only nice to somebody unless you want something. And so I'm like, it's going to seem that way, but they're genuinely nice people. Like they mean, oh, have a wonderful Sunday in that kind of tone of voice. And you're like, I was a little bit too excited for, for that, but anyway, but yeah, to Micah's point, it's, it's uh really salt of the earth people, very genuine people. Yeah. And, yeah. and I love Utah. I, uh, you know, even, even with my faith transition, I don't have any plan to leave. Um, because obviously there's, there's a few parts of Utah. The first is the Mormonism and the Mormon culture. And that part I could sometimes do without, but I'm also, I'm an avid skier. You brought up snowboarding. So you know, there's no better place to ski. I can get to a ski resort in 15 minutes from my house and a better one in an hour. And so I, I, I love it. I love hiking in the mountains, mountain biking, hiking. So you're, yeah, so you're, you're, you're an Ulta guy, not a snowbird guy. Yeah. You know, I, I actually have never been down to those ski resorts. I know that's crazy. I live in Northern Utah. So uh, Beaver Mountain, I don't know if you've heard of that. It's kind of a small family owned resort yep. up in Northern Utah. And then I spent a lot of time down in the Ogden resorts. So like Powder Mountain, um, which I, I don't even, I hesitate even in saying that on this podcast because Powder Mountain is like the hidden secret, awesome ski resort. You know, everybody goes to the Provo and the Salt Lake resorts and Powder Mountain is just like amazing. So. Yeah. So mainly what I want to go over is like, you know, uh, were you raised in the Mormon church and then how your family and other people have in Utah have treated you since you've, kind of left but it sounds like you haven't fully left right but you still go to the the mormon church and then also um and then we can go into like some of like the the weirder stuff that you hear about the mormon church that you don't really know is true like the um multiple uh, multiple wives and all that kind of stuff and then the like kind of like the inner the inner um sanctums or whatever of the mormon church and of course and of course the uh, white boxers I'm going to talk about that for a bit. Perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm game for all this. Seriously, I'm not scared of any of these questions. Especially, I mean, even if I was an active member, I totally love these questions anyway. But now that I'm left the church, it's like, whatever. Ask me whatever you want, you know? Yeah. So. But you said you still go to church. Is it? Do you go to a Christian church now or do you, or do you still go to a Mormon church? So that's, that's a great question. So my wife and I still go to the Mormon church occasionally. Um, if you've ever been to Utah, you'll know that it's pretty much like a church every block. And so there are other Christian churches. Um, we've spent a little bit of time and we plan on spending a little bit of time church hopping the next few months, seeing if there's another church we're more interested in going to. The thing about uh, Utah, though, is the community and Mormon church is so intertwined and we have so many friends that we kind of go for the community aspect. So we go, you know, we see our neighbors that we, that we know and probably only about half of them even really know kind of where I stand. Uh, probably even less than that because you know we kind of put on the face we go to church um but but that's the, i think let's get into that a little bit in a in a minute because i think we'll need a little bit of context to understand why i would still call myself an ex-mormon even though i go to church because for most christians that sounds really weird right like you're a christian you you go to church and so we'll get into that a little bit just because mormonism is such like a traditional culture and such a traditional church that that it is kind of a small box that you fit in to be considered. You know, I even had, I posted something on, uh, I think it was just the Christianity Reddit. 
a couple days ago and I said, Hey, just interested in going to other Christian churches. What do you recommend? And uh, I had this guy who's a member of the church and, and most members aren't like this. Most of them are really good, but this guy was kind of an asshole and he started, you know, commenting on my thing. And he's like, he's like, well, you're not a Mormon anymore. And I was like, why do you get to decide why I'm a Mormon? He's like, well, you just admitted that you don't believe it. I'm like, okay, but like, I still, I, I can identify what I want, you know? So it is kind of weird. And, uh, but to answer your first question, so just cut me off if I start getting really long-winded because I think this stuff's cool and I think it's really passionate. So your first question was about my family. So I was born and raised in Utah, just about an hour south of where I live. Um, my family's very devout. Uh, my dad for a time was even uh, what's called a bishop, which would be the equivalent of like a pastor in a church. So like he ran the local congregation for about six years. Um, and then so all through high school growing up and then I did serve an LDS mission. And so those are the guys you see on bikes, white shirts and ties. Um, I went to Indianapolis. And so, uh, you know, we would get asked all the time, well, why are you here? Because, you know, Indiana is very full of Christian people. And, and probably most Christian churches are used to missionaries going to like foreign countries and, and spreading the gospel. Um, but the idea with Mormonism is that we have more to add, or, or that's what the church says, at least they have more to add than just, you know, the normal Christian message. And, and if you're okay with it in a minute, I'll actually get in. Cause this is one of those stories that it's like, where, where's the beginning, right? You, you go back far enough and, and it's like, where, where do you start? Cause I know for probably a lot of your listeners, um, maybe their only familiarity with Mormonism is like the white shirts and ties on the bikes, right. Or something like that. So, so it's, it's hard to say, or, or maybe they watched the South Park episode, which I would recommend because like actually the church history <laughs> they get in the South Park episode is probably more accurate than the church history the church teaches their members. So, um, so if, if you haven't seen that, go watch it. It's, it's pretty funny. And I used to get asked about it all the time on my mission. Um, but I did, I came home from my mission. My wife and I got married pretty young, uh, early twenties, we got married and, uh, and then we've been active members most of the time in our marriage until the last about year year and a half is where we both kind of started stepping away and and I can get into that a little bit more of what caused me to step away a little bit but anyway yeah, that, that's, that's the answer to the man. to the family question so yeah and then um as far as you know going into um and I'm totally fine with the getting into like the religious debate thing too not obviously with you because you're not going to debate me and I'm not going to debate you but like the um we can get into this later but basically like I guess whether or not religion is good as a whole we can get into that but as far as your um yeah so now like doing this and like going forward do you feel like people in the state or people in the Mormon church have kind of um, do you feel kind of like condemned almost? Because I, I heard there's there's like that aspect of it where if you leave like an, and they kind of like an extradition. Out. Yeah. 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 That's that's a really good question. Um, you know, I think it's gotten better in the last few years because there's a lot of people leaving not only the Mormon church, but kind of religion in general. You know, it kind of seems as a culture we're becoming more secular a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's not quite, you know, if um, I don't like to use the word cult. I know a lot of people use that word. The reason I don't like that is because I think it's kind of broad, you know, it goes anywhere from like non-denominational Christianity technically could probably meet the definition of a cult to like 
the people drinking the Kool-Aid, right? So like, it's so broad, but as far as like what people would call a cult, or I just like to say high demand religion, there's kind of different levels. Like if you've learned anything about Scientology, like that organization is pretty batshit crazy. Like I've heard of people that leave and there's like lawyers pursuing them and like giving them notices and stuff. It's not, it's not like that. Um, It's more of a cultural thing. There's definitely some cultural pushback. I've been pretty fortunate. You know, I, I did, we've told our families, my family, I'm the youngest of six kids. Again, Mormons have lots of kids, right? So I'm, I've got five older siblings. I've only got one sibling who's still a part of the church. My other four siblings had left before me, actually. And so my parents, even though they're still devout, they were pretty used to it and they were really open to it and they were okay with it. My wife's parents had a little bit more pushback um, because she's actually the first of her siblings to have left the church. The rest of them were active members, all live in Utah. And so there was a little bit more pushback, um, but we've been really fortunate. Now, that being said, if I was to get up in front of our congregation, and say everything I believed, I guarantee I would maybe not openly be um, pushed back on, but there's a lot of like, like gossip or like talking behind people's back and and definitely looking at people differently. Like I said, Mormonism kind of has a a very defined box and it's like, there's a lot of do's and a lot of do nots, right? So like the do's are like, go to church, um, you, you serve in what's called a calling. So like, in your local congregation, you have, you can get asked to do something like teach a Sunday school class or, or do things like that. So you go to church, you, you do your calling, you, you're expected to pay a tithe. So 10% of your income, you're expected to, you know, help out to do something that's called ministering, which is where you go and you visit your neighbors. And then, and then there's a list of do nots, right? So like, don't drink alcohol, don't smoke tobacco, don't drink coffee. Um, uh, what else is there? You guys have probably heard some of these, you know, obviously the, the general moral things don't cheat on your wife and stuff, but like more specific things that, that are kind of expected of members that aren't normally expected. So like, you know, if I was at our local grocery store and they saw me picking up a 12 pack, my neighbors would definitely be like, Oh, what's going on at their house, you know, <laughs> cause it's definitely out of the normal, which is, and, and you actually brought that up, Jordan, the liquor laws in Utah are so intertwined with the religion. It is, it is pretty funny. There's two stories I have to, there's two stories I have to tell about being in Utah uh, as a Californian and a Chicagoan and the Chicagoan bars are open until four in the morning. You know, every 10 feet is a liquor store instead of a church like in Utah. And, you know, go, so I showed up, I was driving to Wyoming. I was going to Yellowstone Yellowstone and Jackson Hole. And uh, I show up about 1158 to this to this gas station that was still open selling alcohol and walk in grab a six pack me and my, the girl i was dating at the time like we were just gonna go back to the hotel rest have a couple beers go to bed and i go up to pay for it put it on the counter and they're like all right uh how do you want to pay this so was like credit card here you go and so he scans it boom swipes credit card He's like, sorry, it's not working. And I was like, no, it's working. I don't have any debt. <laughs> like, It's definitely working. I've had this card for 20 years. And uh, he's, I said, it's fine. Here's, here's some cash, right? I gave him like 30 bucks cash, whatever for it. And uh, he goes, oh, we, I, I can't take it. I'm like, now, then I'm like, what state am I in? Am I in a different country? Like you can't accept the dollar. And so I was like, no, 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 no. Just, just take it. And he goes, 
sorry, it's 12.01 now. And I go, I think it was 12.01 or 101. I think it was 1201. Oh, and he goes, sorry, we just, we can't process it. I was like, take the cash, <laughs> give me the six pack. <laughs> and he's like, you're I like, can't. take, take the, take the cash, <laughs> take the cash with the gun. <laughs> no, um, I was, I just, I, I was like, oh, that's right. It's so strict. And this other time, uh, so we, we weren't able to be buying a six pack at 1201. And you go to gas stations here in Los Angeles. So you go gas stations in Chicago and you, of course you can buy it at 1201. They're like, yeah, well, another 10 minutes is fine. Like whatever. And so uh, this other time I was at this bar in, in uh, Salt Lake City and I was, we're getting ready to go up for like a 10 day ski trip and Brighton and Alta and, or uh, Brighton and Snowbird and a bunch of other places like Solitude. And I remember I went to go get a, a drink, right? I wanted a double vodka soda lime. And I walk up, I go, can I get a, a double vodka soda lime? And they're like, sorry, I can just give you a vodka soda lime. And I was like, what? I was like, no, I want a double. I don't want to come back again. And like, <laughs> you know, whatever, there's a line. And he's like, sorry, sir, I can't do that. And they, they put this meter thing, this digital meter on the, on the wine or the liquor. So it counts every drop that comes out basically. And I was like, he goes, you know what? But here's the, here's the trick. And I said, okay. So he pours me a shot for a person standing next to me. And not to say what bar this is, it doesn't get in trouble, but it pours a shot next to it. He's like, just pour it in. And, I, and I'm sitting here like, why couldn't you have just, you pour it in, you're my bartender. And he's like, that's just the law. I can't, I can't serve a double drink or whatever. And uh, yeah, the, my, my alcohol stories, they're pretty funny. It's just, and, and, the, and literally, the li there's no liquor stores. The only liquor stores are, they look like DMVs. They look like you, like I felt guilty walking into that place. And when I bought stuff, I had no idea. I mean, they still have like Bombay Sapphire and, you know, probably Patron and stuff like that. First of all, the alcohol content's lower. So all these companies have to make specifically for Utah. Secondly, when I checked out, I, I felt like I was going to hell. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I shouldn't be here right now. And maybe that's what they wanted me to think, but it looks like a DMV, you know, like that brick or that stucco from the outside. And it's about like an hour away from anywhere that we were when we wanted to get some drinks. But uh, Tom, can you comment on that? Like, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> am I no, right I, or did I yeah, have? No, am you're, I, am I, okay. I don't think you're exaggerating. Um, in fact, the city, well, it's it's pretty small where we live, um, but our local li liquor store is very much the same. There's no signs. Um, well, there is a sign. Like, you know what it is when you're there, but it's not, like, advertised. And a uh, funny story about that is uh, a couple of years ago when we moved into the home we live in, um, we, we went by the liquor store because we heard they had free boxes to help us move. And so all of our boxes... Uh, we're from the liquor store, which was awesome because I asked our local congregation to help us move. And so like all these people, and this was before I even started, you know, leaving the church at all. And so all these people are like giving me side eyes and I just, I, I ate it up because I thought it was so funny that they, they were judging me even though I hadn't done anything. So that's pretty rad. Is that true though? With the alcohol, all the alcohol, there has to be half I, I don't know the laws, to be honest, very well, um, but I do know, you know, there's certain rules about like where you can sell alcohol, what times, what days. Um, I think even like 
I think there's certain rules on like the tint of the windows and stuff like so that people can't see in and I I'm not a I'm oh yeah honestly not I, a good resource on that but I, I could not see in that liquor store and there was yeah. no like open sign like flashing liquor store no it was it, I felt like I, I felt like I shouldn't be there and I felt really guilty after I bought like some rum. that's what they're trying to do they're trying to shame on no <laughs> well, I was in line and people I was, from not drinking <laughs> I was in line and I was like God, I feel like I don't know. Like I did something wrong, so I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I have I have a, I have a quick like uh, Utah story too. I said the, the only time I've been there was to Zion, but I went. I remember I was in a band. Jordan knows I was in a band with um, Wayne and some other guys, and he said he booked a show in Las Vegas, and so we we drive out there. We're all stoked because we think we're like going to be playing Las Vegas, which is like a big deal to us. And we drive by Las Vegas and we're like literally looking back at Las Vegas and then end, the show ends up being in like St. George, Utah, which is where I actually stayed recently when I went to Zion. And um, we end up at some like church in St. George, Utah. And it was a, you know, a Muslim, or a Muslim, a Mormon church. And they were having some sort of like um, dance or something. But I think I remember like, with their i think this is true like with your guys's dances like you're they're not allowed to like touch right like when you dance you kind of have you you can dance but like you can't touch the other person was this right? like a teenager dance like high school kids yeah i think so yeah it was some sort of like church kind of like youth group type thing it probably depends on the youth group um yeah i, d I definitely was touching when i was dancing in high school yeah but, um yeah it definitely depends probably on there were probably some strict parents or chaperones or something yeah and i could yeah, be I, wrong i just that, hear the like keep the bible that. between you right you've probably heard that like yeah used well to that's say that, but yeah and that's um i don't even remember, i i feel like that's what was going on this was a while ago but i feel like it was like you know they had that rule going but like i said it was also probably like a youth group high schoolers or i don't even remember but um so yeah speaking of that kind of stuff how much of this stuff that you hear is true um like i don't know if you saw that show recently with andrew garfield that came on um i haven't was seen the show but i did read the book okay you know what i'm talking about then mm -hmm. so how much of i felt like with that show they definitely kind of they made that family just look crazy but in general how much of the stuff that you hear is true and it's, it's like the multiple why i'm forgetting what they call that um polygamy is that still going on but has that been no banned? no it's yeah as far as i know when i was in utah they were like no nah, it's not a thing anymore so how i'm trying to think how how deep into history do you want to go because i i actually love church history i think it's fascinating how about i give you just like a five minute rundown on church history would you be good with that because that, yeah, yeah. that'll answer the polygamy yeah. question so yeah. <clears throat> the biggest difference between Mormons and just general Christians. So back in the early 1800s, um, you guys have probably heard of Joseph Smith. So Joseph Smith was the founder of Mormonism. Um, when he was a teenager, early 20s, between teenager and early 20s, he reported to having multiple visions. So he said that he saw God, first of all. And then he said that he had an angel come to him, the angel Moroni. And that's the angel you'll see on top of Mormon temples, kind of blowing a trumpet. And so he said he saw Angel Moroni and that he led him to uh, Golden Plates, which is what the Book of Mormon is. So, so there's two of the first big things that Mormons believe different than Christians is they believe 
that there's still prophets today that God and angels appear to, and that um, there's more scripture than the Bible. So I actually have a Book of Mormon right here. So you maybe have seen those. Um, so Joseph Smith purported to translate it by the power of God. Um, if you watch the South Park episode, it shows actually accurately um, the historical records show that he did that using a seer stone um, in a hat, looking in a hat, um, which actually I wasn't taught until my mission. I didn't hear that till my mission and I learned it. Uh, but, you know, the church doesn't talk about that as much because it does sound kind of crazy. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so anyway, from that moment, from the Book of Mormon, Joseph Smith uh, organized the church. And so, so the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints believes it's a restoration of the church. And it's part of a greater restoration movement. So, so you, if you look at the history of Northeastern United States at this time period, there were actually multiple like preachers. One of them is named Alexander Campbell. He had a group called the Campbellites. Um, there were lots of groups kind of working towards restoration or reorganizing. They thought that, you know, the Catholics had kind of screwed everything up, that Protestants were getting it closer, but it needed to really be reorganized. And so that's, that's where the church comes in. So um, I won't dive too much into the history, although I'll answer any of the historical questions, because honestly, I'm a nerd about this stuff. I think it's really cool. Um, but to get to the polygamy question, um, about probably about five to six years after Joseph Smith reorganized the church or organized the church um, was the first purported time of polygamy with um, a woman. Well, actually, she was a girl. She was probably only 17 or 18. Fanny Alger was her name, and uh, there's some sketchy stuff about the history there, which uh, polygamy is a big part of a lot of people who end up leaving the church, because you start learning about the history, and it is sketchy, and it sounds kind of culty and kind of um, predatory even. Um, so anyway, Fanny Alger was the first, and then there's about a five-year period in history that Joseph Smith doesn't have any other wives, and, and she kind of disappears. Some of the people call it an affair. He later calls it an actual marriage and the church recognizes it as marriage. And then Joseph Smith um, later receives a revelation that polygamy like Abraham had in the Old Testament was part of this yeah. restoration. And so um, the sources vary, but Joseph Smith had about 35 to 36 wives by the time he died in 1845 or 18. Oh, wow. Is that right? 1844, 1845. And so, yeah. And uh, it's kind of crazy because that most of that happened in like a two or three year time period. So imagine 35 wives in two to three years. I can't and, imagine uh, one wife in two to three years. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and I, I don't want to just sow the seeds of doubt of things about the church. But uh, one of the big sketchy things is, uh, you know, he has these 35 wives. His actual wife, his first wife, didn't find out about these uh, until pretty close to the end of his life. In fact, she probably was only aware of a handful of them. And so smart it, guy, smart guy. Yeah, yeah. You if you dive into the history, there's a lot of half truths, a lot of covering up. It's it's kind of sketchy. Um, so it, from a history from a history perspective, when did polygamy end? Because I when I was there, you know, even in Colorado, there were some places they're like, yeah, this was a polygamist uh, ref, not refuge, but compound right and mm -hmm. so like when did that end yeah so so after joseph smith so joseph smith was murdered by an angry mob um and after that happened uh brigham young was the successor but actually 
Brigham Young was the main successor. There was a bunch of splinter groups that broke off because Joseph Smith didn't line up a good successor. I don't think he expected to die as young as he did. He was just in his 30s. And so Brigham Young took the majority of the saints. They were still heavily persecuted by people in Illinois, people in Missouri. And so they trekked west to Utah. And Brigham Young, of course, is who BYU is named after. Brigham Young was also a famous polygamist, had I don't even know how many wives, more than Joseph Smith. Um, Following Brigham Young's death, he was the prophet of the church for a long time. John Taylor was the next. He was also a polygamist. The fourth prophet uh, was Wilford Woodruff. He's actually my great, great, great grandfather. And uh, at threat of the federal government, you know, the, the church was threatened that they were going to take away the church's property. There was lots of these polygamists getting thrown in jail because it was illegal. And so from all these threats, uh, the church received a revelation, conveniently, <laughs> that to stop polygamy. And uh, so that's when it <laughs> officially stopped. Um, now, my understanding of the history is it took some time. You know, if you think, think of something like that, you know, there's all these men with multiple wives. How do you just stop it with just a harsh stop? So I think it petered out over time. But that was a cause for another big schism in the church. So um, there were a lot of people who liked polygamy. And so they thought, oh, this is a false revelation. This was a false prophet. And so these new prophets sprung up. And that's where you'll get some of the splinter groups like the FLDS. So like if you want, if you know anything about Warren Jeffs um, and there's a documentary on Netflix that if you want to learn yeah. about fundamentalists yeah. Mormonism or Mormonism, that's a great, well, actually it's a terrible documentary. It'll make you really angry because it's disgusting because um, he's just, you know, a sexual predator, terrible guy. Yeah. But, no, I watched, I watched that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just want to punch him in the face after watching? Yeah, that? it was, it was almost like Waco kind of, it was a culture. Yeah. It's disgusting. Thing, it's, it's super disgusting, but um, so that's where those fundamentalists come in. And then if you watch under the banner of heaven, um, those guys that commit the murder, the Lafferty's, they would be considered fundamentalists as well, but they grew up just normal LDS. Um, but my understanding is when they became adults, they became kind of far right conservative fundamentalists. And they started getting their own revelations. And one of those revelations was that murder spree. You know, they, they killed the mom and the baby and they eventually were going to kill more people. Fortunately, they were stopped. Um, but yeah, so they would be considered fundamentalists as well. And, and so, you know, there, there is a history of some violence in the church and there's a history of some polygamy, but like the fundamentalists have held on to that. And fortunately, the dominant church has let go of some of those more racist, polygamy, violent, some of those really, really bad things. I, I mean, there's still things I view as harmful, but it, fortunately they've dropped the really harmful stuff. I, th I think, I think that's with like any religion, right? You know, any religion doesn't matter what it is. I mean, Muslim, Christianity, Mormon, you name it, Judaism, not, maybe not oh, Judaism got, they were tortured themselves the opposite direction, but in the other religions, at least specifically, you know, there's always a sect of that 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 holds on to what they believe to be the truth, and it's it's something, it's a way to justify the means, right? And so they commit things, you know, atrocious acts that they just chalk up to, yeah, of course, it's part of our religion, and that that can be found in any religion. So it's just it just. The reason that Mormon is in the spotlight is because we're American, right? And so Catholicism, Christianity, and, and all the religions, but that's one that's like specific to a certain state, right? And so it's got a lot of limelight on it, in my opinion, but maybe you can correct. No, I, I think you're right. And in fact, I, I'm not positive of the statistics, but I'm pretty sure it's the largest 
American-born religion. Um, you know, we don't probably got to be, but you know, Jehovah's Witnesses are American-born. Uh, Seventh-day Adventists are American-born, and us are the, probably the three biggest that I know of. And I believe the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the biggest as far as membership. Definitely as far as money. And definitely goes. the most power, powerful. I was yes, going to say. Powerful yeah. and money, definitely. Yeah. In, in fact, the money of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, I'm pretty sure, is larger and significantly larger than the Catholic Church even. It's it's just... In terms of like Christianity, the, Christianity uh, would... that that. So you're, you were talking about like religions that were founded in America. Christianity was technically founded. Would it be like Israel or something? Or sure, it all, yeah. it all it all stems from Judaism, technically. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah. even Mormonism stems from uh, Judaism. But you're saying like the one like Mormonism, technically, and Jehovah's Witness started in America, whereas uh, Christianity would be, like I said, like Israel, probably. I guess. Or... Yeah, that's a good question, because, like, I, I assume some of the Protestant um, denominations are probably American-born as well. Um, you guys would probably know better than me, but I don't know, like Methodists and, like, Baptists, I would assume those are all American-born as well. But but I don't know, would you consider that a separate religion or just a denomination? No, a denomination. My God, like, yeah. yeah, I would say it's Judaism, Catholicism, so Italy, right, and, and then uh, America. Or what we understand it to be no but and that's I'm just a bunch of, that's just a bunch of dialect or uh sex not right. that what word, i'm asking but... though is where where would you say judaism started technically would it be like rome or would it be um well, judaism would be an abrahamic religion which is the same which... as you know islam and christianity so um in the let's see where where the abraham you know Somewhere in that middle <laughs> eastern Mesopotamia, yeah, Mesopotamia or something. Yeah. yeah, technically, I don't think like Christianity started until like after Jesus' death, which would have been like sure. like fifty or I no, guess no, right no, after. no. That would that would technically be Catholicism because Christianity. No, it would be Christianity. Was, no, because you need you need you need Jesus' death in order to have Christianity. Right. Well, Catholics came technically, as far as I understand it, first, and then Martin Luther so wrote like Protestantism. Protestantism, yeah, which you understand Christianity yeah. to be today, yeah. Sure. So Martin Martin Luther wrote wrote or posted uh, on the on the doors the of the church. Theses, said, yeah, yep. And he said that we're done with all these acts of work, right? To to earn our way to heaven, it's just a gift. That's what Christian Christians Christians today believe is, and you could, Micah, you could argue that yeah, everybody was a Christian after you believed in Jesus, right? Being on Earth, saw him crucified, saw him rose again. Like, of course, you're gonna be like, yeah, like, and so technically, John, Paul, all these guys, they were Christians, and and that's in a lot of a lot of different religions, uh, context, uh, you know, Bibles, quote unquote, uh, but. You know, the, the Christianity as you know it today was a revolt against Catholicism. And Catholicism had been around a lot longer. So, well, no, but that's my did question. You even, is, did you even listen in, in our religious courses <laughs> in, in high school? Yeah, but I mean, honestly, I don't even know if they went over this type of stuff. And I'm, I'm still asking you the question where did Christianity start? According to you, it was, it was after Catholicism. So where would that have been? It would have either been, I'm assuming, like the Israel area, or it would have been no. Well, then where? You tell me. Where did it start? Martin Luther. Martin Luther. And where was that? 
is what I'm asking. I don't know. I think I, I believe so Martin Luther was Greek, uh, Europe, German, somewhere. wasn't he? I think Martin yeah, Luther was German. Europe. Oh, so you could actually say that it was like Germany where it started? Well, that, Europe, that's Europe somewhere. There's a whole step of stuff, right? Because they started like John Wycliffe um, started working on like translating the English Bible, and I can't remember the Germany. You're right. It yeah, is Germany, Germany, England, all over there. Well, so. I think I think technically, from what I've heard, is that Paul, like, technically started the the beginnings of Christianity with basically the the the, um, the sermon that or not yeah the sermon or whatever that like Jesus died for your sins. That technically, I think, started in like I'm just like going here. I'm not sure exactly, but like 50 to 100 A.D. Um, but anyways, we don't have to go too far down the rabbit hole of where. Well, the I, started, I think but... it's I think it's a definition difference, you know, whether and and I I do agree with because I I would consider Catholics in Christianity. I would just but but I know different people have different definitions for that. I'd just say anyone who, you know, Jesus is the the person you follow because because actually a lot of people will push back and say oh mormons aren't christians and and even though i've left and i consider myself a christian and a different kind of christian i'd still say they're christian so it's it's maybe a little bit of uh definitions kind of yeah i mean like like i said i'm i'm totally fine in in getting into the the deep part of religion and all that but as of right now, we would just probably be debating on where we think it started unless right. unless somebody <laughs> wants to like look it up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you're sure. looking it up, Jordan, but um, this, I don't it's a, probably a difficult question to say when exactly did Christianity start. But um, so I know there was that show. Um, like, was it I want to say Sister Wives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there there I don't know if there still is, but there still was polygamy going on in that show. How, yeah, there how still that is. Show, how is that show even legal? Like, how is that guy able to have all those wives and like literally have it filmed on a reality show? You, you know, know the, the crazy thing about it, um, and I don't know all the legal parts of it, but like a lot of it's kind of live and let live because it is illegal. Um, and the way they get around it is they don't have, um, they don't have marriages by the state. So they'll just consider like their first wife is married by the state. And this I've learned just from watching that Warren Jeffs show. And then they'll just kind of have a religious ceremony that's not recognized by the state. So it's just kind of like, uh, it's kind of like living in adultery almost. It's, but like, that's how the state would see it. But as they see it, they're married. Does that make sense? But it is sketchy. Well, yeah, that's, so, just like a, that's just an easy way around it, right? Like if I wanted right. to have five wives, I have one wife that I marry like in the law. And then I have four other wives, like wives that, aren't technically my wives but and the question that i wanted to ask you too is how do the females look at the polygamy like are they fine the oh, ones I who mean, do it are they fine with it when they're I doing think, it i think it's i think it's super abusive um and and i think there's probably some polygamous husbands who aren't but i would say for the most part i don't think it's a healthy system of marriage so i you know if you watch that warren jeff show especially especially when uh you know young women under the age of consent are involved that's obviously when it gets really predatory and harmful and like bad super bad and 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 it's illegal and that's usually when the state will step in is when there's evidence of um women under the age of 18 which unfortunately it tends to go that way for whatever reason i think probably because they start running out of women in those communities and also because they're perverts but um, <laughs> yeah that's that, that's like a whole interesting topic as to why do why are so many men in interested in like young 
women and come, um, come to hey Micah, come to Los <laughs> Angeles. What are you talking about? Well, and, there's got to be something goes, to that, and I, I mean, obviously, I, technically, according to like evolution or whatever, like you are attracted to younger um, women. Are you guys there? I'm still here. Yeah, it looks okay, like maybe we George, lost Jordan. I think Jordan cut off. Yeah. Um, according to evolution, like men are technically, or people are attracted to younger people because of um, they're more healthy or whatever. You know what I mean? Like an 18 year old is going to be sure. more healthy and live longer than a 40 year old. And therefore you'll probably have better offspring or whatever. So I guess that's a reason, but um, yeah. So then also what about, um, you know, there's that thing going, going around about like how Mormons viewed black people as being like, what was it like um i forgot the term um they used but basically like they said they were like fallen angels i think it was that what it was yeah so so fortunately the church doesn't see that anymore um but past prophets have said some pretty sketchy stuff so first of all um i i assume have either of you guys read any of the book of mormon before the book of mormon no but okay, so like you said a lot of it is the normal Bible, but then it's added on, right? Yeah, yeah, there's there's parts of the Bible in there, but it's a different narrative. So it's supposed to be about ancient American people. And uh, the whole, like the overarching narrative is that this group of Israelites traveled to the Americas by ship. And then one group, they kind of have this faction or this fraction between them. And one group is righteous and they stay white. <laughs> and the other group is less righteous and they're, they get cursed. And so their skin is dark. And so from the beginning, like you can wow. see that there's some racist undertones, which like, believe it or not, and this, you guys will think I'm crazy. I didn't even think about that being racist until I was on my mission. I had a girl I was teaching and she's like, wow, I read the book of Mormon. It's super racist. I was like, no, it's not. And then I thought about it and I was like, holy cow, she's right. <laughs> but yeah. so, so, so then, then eventually this, these righteous white people get wiped out by the unrighteous dark skinned people. And that's kind of the mythology of where the Native Americans come from. And so early Mormons thought the Native Americans were these people that are talked about in the Book of Mormon. So anyway, so there's that, first of all. Um, Wait, sorry, just to cut you off. So, so people no, thought good. that the early Native Americans or the basically the Native Americans that we essentially killed off were actually like Black people then? or No, Israelites. Oh, Israel. So that they'd come from Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, which has actually oh, been wow. disproven with scientific yeah. DNA evidence. It's been disproven. <laughs> it's been proven that they're Asian in descent and that they well, that's you know, part most of the likely problem. come through the bearings or at, or Aztec, South American, but yeah. Right. Which all of those would probably be Asian, right? Is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. They're right. saying that they eventually came over the, uh, is it the Bering Strait? No, that's not right. From, from Russia. The land bridge from Russia to, that's how yeah. they assume, you know, whatever thousands of years ago. But yeah. anyway, yeah, that's, that's what early church leaders, in fact, so that that group of people are called the Lamanites in the Book of Mormon. And so early church history, you always see people going on missions to the Lamanites or being among the Lamanites. And that's what they would call Native Americans. Yeah. And. But so basically, I kind of lost you there with the with the. Black oh, yeah, people. yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, so the Israelites I, I came started. over here and then to the black people. What happened to them? So so I guess what I was saying with that is is from the beginning, there's some racial undertones already. And then there's other scripture, you know, in fact, um, early slave owners used to talk about in the book of Genesis, it talks about when Cain uh, leaves that a mark is put upon him, right? 
and early slave owners used to actually assume that Mark meant he was black and that all the black people came from Cain. And there's actually some verse uh, in, in some other revelations that talks about this Mark being upon uh, Cain and that it even says, I think a skin of blackness, I can look it up in a second, but, and so some of the early Mormon prophets, especially Brigham Young, I mean, Brigham Young, if you look at some of his early quotes, they're, they're terrible. <laughs> and uh, he, Joseph, Joseph Smith, to me, doesn't seem, he seems a little bit more of his times, you know, definitely still more racist than we would view today. But Brigham Young, I would say, was even more racist than his times. And so Joseph Smith, um, he, he had some interesting views on race, and I don't think they were terrible. In fact, he actually ran for president. I don't know if you guys knew that, um, but it was murdered before, before mm-hmm. that worked out. But one of his Joseph big things Smith? was, uh, yeah, yep, he had a, he had a presidential campaign. Um, okay. I which, was going to ask uh, you how he died, too, which you just answered. He was murdered. Yeah. It was, like, yeah. was it like a mob? It was. Yeah. yeah. And that's an interesting story, too, because uh, growing up in church, they always tell you, oh, Joseph Smith was killed because of his beliefs. Right. Um, so the reason there's an angry mob is and, and there's so much history here, guys. It's it's so interesting. Like I could if you're interested, I can recommend some really good books. Um, I, I can read about this stuff the rest of my life and just find enjoyment in it because I think it's so cool. But uh, basically, the LDS people. And, and I'll get back to the black people question because I haven't answered that all the way, but the LDS, uh, LDS people built a settlement on the Mississippi River called Nauvoo, and it really became kind of theocratic. Uh, Joseph Smith was kind of, he was the mayor, he was the uh, general in the Nauvoo Legion, which was kind of their local militia. It was, and he it was, was actually, prophet. it was actually Illinois, right? That's yeah, Nauvoo, Illinois. Saw. Yep. Yeah, that's where I, I didn't grow up there, but I grew up in Illinois. So yeah, yeah. Have you ever been through Nauvoo? No, it says Carthage. Yeah, Illinois. so Carthage was about 25 miles from Illinois. So so in this theocratic state, these these people started. Oh, yeah, needed, he was the, yeah, Nauvoo, I see that, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Yep, so he, as the mayor. The, no, the Nobu, like like in Avatar, right? The the Nobu. Nobu, is, isn't that, like isn't sushi? That, isn't that what they call him in Avatar? Like the, the blue people are like the Nobu or something? You know what? Don't, don't kill me, but I haven't even watched that movie yet, so. I only saw the um, first one. Oh, I've only seen the first one too. But Jordan, do you know if I'm off? Sorry, to, to, I totally. No, you're to good. You off, but <laughs> aren't they called it the Nobu or something? Like the people, the blue people on that island, on that I, I, island, I, on that planet. I, I will sorry. look it up for you. <laughs> he's, he's our fact checker. Right? Yeah, exactly. Jordan, Jordan's my producer, like Jamie on uh, Joe Rogan. There you go. There Jordan, look it up. Um, All right. Sorry, but anyway, anyway no, you're you good. You're good. I'm, I've got a few strings of thought that I'm hopefully will come around to. But um, is that so, what you said it was called though? Like Nobu? Nobu. Nobu. I, I want to say it was, Yeah, I want to say it's something like Nobu. But anyways, yeah. And it's it's a historical site. You can go there. It's kind of like a big historical ghost town, kind of. And there's people. It's it's really cool. If you've uh, you're if you, <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere, so you probably won't ever go there unless you're looking for it. But Have anyway, as I have. Uh, it's kind of like, I don't want to say a pilgrimage, but there's a lot of like Mormon families love to take their kids out to uh, to Nauvoo. So like, yeah, I, I actually did it as a road trip as a kid. And it's a terrible it road pretty? trip. Uh, not- it is once you get there, but driving through yeah. Kansas and Nebraska is hell. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just flat and cornfields, you know, but yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Sorry. No, you're good. We're getting you're way good. off so- topic. You're good. So, so Joseph Smith and Nauvoo as the mayor, people started um, 
writing a newspaper against him. And uh, it basically exposed a lot about him. So it, it called itself the Nauvoo Expositor because it was exposing things. And it, it said he was doing polygamy and that he was trying to set up a government against the American government, which actually was all true. And as mayor of Nauvoo, he ordered that the press get destroyed. And so the Nauvoo Legion, which was the city militia, went and literally ransacked it and burned it. And again, like I said, as a kid, I was told, oh, you know, people were just mad because he was a Mormon. But it's like, no, <laughs> it's because he, he was, was rev destroying the press. The government. Yeah, right. Press, the press, yeah. Right. And, and by the, the next the way, thing my he God, did, it's, the, sorry, it's, it's called the Navi. Navi. Yeah, I saw, I saw you. I saw you like. A race of uh, ten feet tall that. aliens, who just yeah, so happen to be blue. Navi. <laughs> so I was wrong. Not Navu. Navi. All right. <laughs> You're good. Um, and then after after he destroyed this printing press, people were all mad, of course. And so then the next thing is he did is he uh, instated martial law with his city militia, <laughs> which is also illegal. And so after all this, and and I won't get into more of the history, but eventually people got really pissed off and so they decided to go extra legal and they shot him as he was held in jail before his trial so anyway wow interesting so, yeah i think they had some of that in the in that show which i'm forgetting the name of again um under the banner of heaven under the banner of heaven they, yeah, they were showing flashbacks of um of that type of stuff going on with joseph smith and all that and yeah what are you gonna say Jordan? So, no i was just gonna ask um so what uh, obviously the history you love the history of of it uh what led you to leave the church right like what was the motivating factor was it was it finding out these revelations and and saying oh this isn't what i was told uh because with christianity same thing there's a lot of things that i you know i'm still christian but i was raised in a very strict christian family and it's not like they like probably same with your family. It's not like they were like, bye, bye. Yeah. Get out of here. You know, I wasn't extradited or anything, but you know, there's certain things I question and blah, blah, blah. So like, what, what was it that led you and your wife uh, at that point? I'm assuming you're, well, you were married, mm -hmm. you are married. Um, so in the past year or two, like what, what brought that about? And like, was there like a formal release from the Mormon church or sorry, from the church of Latter-day Saints? Uh, or was it, you know, just kind of, all right, I'm not, just, I'm just not going to go anymore. Yeah. That's a good, good question. Good. Yeah. Good question. Jordan. I almost, I almost skipped that question. <laughs> One of the main questions. Yeah. So my very first episode of my podcast, um, I tell my story and it's about an hour long and I won't tell the full hour long version here. Basically the gist of it is um, I've always been kind of a studious person, even in high school, I was kind of a studious kid. I was, you know, trying to do good. I, I actually read the whole Bible when I was in high school and read the Book of Mormon and all this stuff, uh, preparing to go on an LDS mission. And so I knew a lot of it. And then on my mission, I just got bombarded with it, right? You know, I'm talking to people who are Christians, atheists, all sorts of stuff. So I'm getting all sorts of questions. I actually feel like I got pretty good answers for all of them and I felt okay with it. Um, but as I've dove deeper into it, um, and, and without giving you hours and hours of background on religious texts and stuff, um, I just started to see a lot of flaws and a lot of like contradictions. So like you brought up, you brought up two of the biggest ones for most people, which are polygamy. And I would say for my, well, actually I'll add a third one for my wife. Polygamy was a big one, but before that, the other big one is the, uh, the church's view on LGBT people. And that still 
continues to this day as with a lot of white Christians. So my wife uh, sorry, has a big sorry, problem with sorry, that. Sorry, go sorry, ahead. Sorry, no, sorry to interrupt you on in that because I know you're you good. Can go on to the next one when we could talk about the other one. But when I was in Utah, actually last time I was staying in South Jordan and they, I was at Snowbird and I had read on my phone that they had recently um, reversed that in terms of LGBT. So they're admitting partially, members. Partially. partially. So, okay. so, so that was a huge, oh my goodness. So in 2015, the church call, did what, what people now call the policy of exclusion, which was that um, if like, let's say a lesbian couple, if they had a kid, um, that kid could not be baptized until they were 18 um, because not, not because of the kid, but because their parents were lesbians. And so like, it was, it was kind of crazy and people were all up in arms with it. Four years later, they just totally reversed it, which, so like, that's a contradiction, right? Because we say that these prophets are infallible. Well, they, they say they're not foul they're that they are fallible, but like most Mormons believe anything they say, like it's from God. And so yeah. like, why would God one year say this is how it is and then the next year not but like it, the church so the church does allow that now that kids can be baptized but like um it still sees homosexuality as a sin and like it it recommends you know you can't get married to the opposite sex um like transgenders they don't they don't recommend even like social transitioning and definitely not like physical transitioning and stuff. So, so for my wife, like that was probably, and I don't want to tell her story because I don't want to speak for her, but that was probably one of her big things. Um, she's a really compassionate person. Not that I'm not, but she's <laughs> more compassionate than I am. Um, and, but for me, it was more like doctrinal. Like I just started seeing all these contradictions and yeah, I just, I uh, eventually it came to the point that I was like, you know what? I just don't believe this anymore. And so, yeah. like I say, I, I still participate sometimes, but it's so it's way different. I was actually teaching our congregation Sunday school class uh, every other week. And so I actually went to our, our bishop. Like I said, that's kind of the pastor. And I said, look, I I probably shouldn't be teaching that anymore because I'm going to start leading your flock astray or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, will they marry like gay people or trans no. people? No. So you, you kind of said they don't recommend it, but it's 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 a it's viewed as I guess a sin. it's like not it's viewed as a sin but it's like so I had this guy on who was a Christian and he was a smart guy like he I actually originally had him on a debate me and I wanted to have Jordan on so we had like a moderator and and he went into like his create he believes in creationism over evolution and he went into his theory and I couldn't debate him I couldn't even touch not because I couldn't touch his debate but more because i just didn't even understand it but i think it had to do with like information and like if we have information like in our brain or whatever then there has to be a god or something like i, I didn't understand it basically so the point is is that like um i kind of was like okay most scientists or whatever are really smart people and he's not like a super smart person but he was smart don't believe in christianity it's just not true but there are a lot of smart people who do and then i also asked them the question of the homosexuality thing. I was like, why does it seem to be such an issue in the church when, like you just said, it is a sin, but we all sin every day. So why do they seem to focus on um, homosexuals and transgender people? And he said, well, it's because it's like so prevalent in politics and in, in news because of people don't want, like some people don't want them to get married and some people do. And um I don't even really know where I was going with that. Besides, <laughs> he did have a good 
like I really wasn't fully able to like debate this guy on it. And like Ben Shapiro is another guy. I'm assuming you know who Ben Shapiro is, right? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I've heard him like I think okay, most of their debates are stupid, especially regarding transgender st- or trans and <clears throat> homosexual <throat> stuff. But when I hear Ben Shapiro debate it like on places like Joe Rogan and stuff, I'm like, okay, like he he would be hard to debate against. It's not you know what I mean? Like I can sit here and say it's so dumb to have those beliefs, but it's like it's not if if you talk to someone who is who is able to debate it well, it's hard to debate them, is I guess my point. Do you kind of see what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying mm-hmm. that they're right. I disagree with them. But they basically just say we view it as a sin and you can do it if you want. It's not my responsibility to tell you what to do, even though I think they do want to tell people what to do. And they do judge people, which I think is wrong. But he's basically like it's your decision but it is a sin and i don't know like obviously yeah so i disagree with it but i i guess they have their their reasons for it like you know what i mean right right no and and i agree you know it's it's one thing it's one thing to debate it but it and like I say, I, I still consider myself somewhat compassionate, empathetic. So, you know, we have to remember that on the other side of the debate, like these are real people. And that, and that's the hard thing about it. You know, there, there's a lot of, you look at the, the teenagers and like, for instance, my older brother, um, my older brother is gay. And so it's like, I, I feel personally connected to it. And it's like, you know, there's, there's these people that they, they're told growing up that something's wrong with them. And, you know, I think it causes a lot of mental health problems and stuff. So, it's just hard. You know, I, I don't pretend like I have all the answers on it or anything, but yeah. it definitely seems like if God truly was leading people, like that's something we really need answers on. Right. So it's like, why yeah. is the best answer we can come up with is like, no, you need to just stay and, and not, not give into this and go marry a woman and just pretend like you're straight. And it's, it's just, it's, it's not a satisfactory answer to me, I guess is what I'm saying well yeah don't get me wrong i yeah I, I kind of went down like a weird like tangent there because it's no i don't good. want to make it sound like i'm justifying their um, beliefs but like i i think my point was like i said i think that i i originally kind of just thought oh your belief is stupid but when i actually debated this or tried to debate this guy on the subject you know they if they they have their they have their beliefs or whatever and it's you know it's not necessarily easy to debate but um so yeah i think that you were also you had a you had a second reason right the first reason was the yeah uh, yeah so i'd say the big the big three the big three like things that people point out in the church that cause a lot of people to leave are the current lgbt things the past polygamy and then the past racism and um i don't know if i ever answered your question about the fallen angels thing so so Brigham Young did institute a thing where black members couldn't participate fully in the church so they couldn't hold offices in the priesthood and uh, they couldn't uh, participate in our temples, which is like where we get married and stuff. And that actually didn't get reversed until 1978. Um, so it's actually not that long ago. And before it was reversed, some of the church leaders or some of these prophets did have statements kind of theorizing like, oh, well, may, why do we have that policy? And some of them are like really pretty harmful and racist. Like, oh, well, maybe... Cause like in the Mormon church, we believe that we were spirits before we were born. So like spirits before earth and then we'll live afterwards. Right. And so they're like, well, maybe before in this, what we call pre-existence, they were less valiant or they weren't 
as good. And so God cursed them. And so it's like, there were some of those and the church fortunately has, they've recanted that stuff, but they've never formally apologized. So like, that's, that's kind of, you know, disconcerting. Um, but I, I would say from the people I've talked to, and maybe let me add a fourth thing is just inconsistencies with church history and church doctrine. So I would say, yeah, from the people I've talked to, those are the four main things as LGBT current stuff, polygamy in the past, racism in the past, and then just kind of these sketchy inconsistencies in church history and church doctrine. Yeah. And that, I feel like those are, yeah, those are all good reasons. Like, yeah. And especially if you have like a, like you said, an older brother, or like maybe if, like, I don't honestly know too many, I don't really know any trans people. I don't really know too many gay people, but if like, if Jordan was gay, you know, or if like one of my best friends was gay, then I would, I would have probably more of an issue with it. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean it sounded funny, but you have an uh, issue with me being gay. No, 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 no. I would have an issue <laughs> with the religion condemning you oh. and that's the problem it's not so much even though Micah, i just said there's something like, i have to tell you i'm just kidding even even though even though um i just said some of these guys had not even good points but it's harder to debate them basically ben shapiro types but it's like overall their religion is basically making like you said it's kind of condemning people for being a certain born a certain way and then when everybody sins, it's like, we all sin every day, but for some reason, these um, LGBTQ plus people are getting like, it seems like they're getting like focused on almost like hated. I think, I think, on. I think it really, I think it really goes back to what Tom said earlier, where these prophets quote unquote are being fallible. Right. And so yes when you prove them wrong and you're like, okay, we gave up, we gave a little bit on this. We gave a little bit on this. You can drink Coca-Cola now, like blah, blah, blah. Like at a certain point, it ruins your credibility. And so, and let's be honest, these are men. They're not gods. Right. So, you know, it's going to hit your ego and it's going to hit your family and it's going to hit your, the way you're viewed. And so that's why they do it. I'm assuming, I don't know. That's just, you nailed yeah. it. And like people who stay in the church and, and I know people who know all these issues and they still believe you have to have a certain level of mental gymnastics of like, oh, they're fallible sometimes, but they're not infallible or like they're closer to God. So we just like take it with a grain of salt. And it's like there has to come a point that you just realize, you know, all of us, I, I think the human condition, you know, I believe in God, but whether we believe in God or not, if there is a God, the human condition is he hasn't just laid out all the pieces for us right it's pretty mysterious and we're all just trying never, to figure it never, out never never will and god is not santa claus on a throne okay right i mean right i mean the way micah you and i understand god to be as jesus is his what we understand is his personality right the way he's giving and loving and, and hated evil but also you know was hanging out with prostitutes right like I, that's that's what he did and so that was the only reflection of God's image, quote unquote, that we can understand because we're human and we can't understand a freaking universe or multiple universes, many universes being created out of nothing. Like, cause we don't right. know the chicken before the egg, before the egg. There's no right. way I, it is the chicken before the egg conundrum, right? It's like, well, there had to be something before something because you can't Einstein. I mean, it's just a human, but 
Einstein, you can't create something out of nothing. And so what we understand- Was that, was that Einstein? I think it was. I mean, somebody fact check me, but if somebody <laughs> said, you can't create something out of nothing. Like matter cannot be created out of a vacuum. I think that's just of the nothing. law of thermodynamics. Thermodynamics, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm a nerdy yeah. engineer, so. But it's I mean, okay. a lot of, not, but a lot of the scientists have, not to cut you off, but a lot of the scientists have, do believe that it, that it came from quote unquote nothing, right? With the Big Bang and everything. A lot what? of scientists, a lot of the scientists will say, it started with the Big Bang. Well, I think it was like a singularity, right? It was just like condensed matter. Is the well, where did the matter but then, come from? But then, where did that? that come from? Right. No, I I agree with you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not an I'm not an atheist. So yeah, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> but I did I did want to I, I well I wanted to go down a little bit more of the road of the inner the inner like sanctums of the um the Mormon Church, but then also what we were just talking about. You're an engineer, so. I'm assuming you're like a smart guy and your Maybe. thoughts on like, on all that kind of stuff, evolution. You said, you said you believe in God, but then also. Can, can we, can we, um, before we get into the long winded discussion, can we talk about the Illuminati of the uh, more? Like, more do, do you want to get into the rapid fire, weird questions? That's kind of <laughs> no, what no. I mean. Yeah. The Illuminati <laughs> of the, of the Mormon church. Let's do it. Um, and then the mystique, the mystique. Yeah. And I don't know how much if how much truth there is to it. We already kind of there's usually a like, piece of truth and then a piece of myth. So we'll see yeah. what we can clear up. So it sounds like it's one of those things where like the deeper the deeper you go into the church, the more and more kind of like Scientology, the kind of like the weirder and the weirder stuff you get. Honestly, I don't a really little bit. know. Yeah, I don't really know any of this. I don't know if Jordan does, but I don't I can't think of like really any of the specifics besides like the Jordan said, um, like the white underwear and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, I guess I'll just ask you, is there any more stuff that you know about that you've seen? I don't know how deep you've gone into the church too, but. So, um, so I've gone as deep as you can. It's not quite like Scientology where there's multiple levels. Um, when you become an adult, you do go to the temple and um, I'll be, I'll be somewhat vague with temple stuff just because um, faithful members do, they call it sacred to them um I, I don't consider it sacred anymore to me but i won't get into really deep specifics on some of the things that happen in the temple but i can i can talk to you pretty generally so like the temple ceremony um you just make some additional covenants with god you really don't learn anything that new but it is kind of weird but that's where you get introduced to wearing the the white underwear so they call those temple garments and uh i i don't wear those anymore um but it is considered it's, it's less weird than it sounds, but it's, it's still kind of weird, right? Um, so the temple garments, they're white, which is supposed to symbolize like purity through the blood of Christ. And then um, there are kind of, there's like the myths that they're like magic underwear, keep you safe. Those are kind of like insider. I mean, there's Mormons who believe that, but it's kind of like, I, I don't think there's any doctrine behind that, but, but you are expected to wear those all the time. Um, and i'm trying to think what else about the temple garment i get we we get asked that all the time i got that asked all the time on my mission so jordan we lost you for a minute do you have you were the one that asked about the temple garment yeah. the first time so no the the temple garment like i'll be honest i still for all the girls i've dated they always see the uh i've never been mormon i'm just joking but so, so have you dated a girl that was mormon uh i've 
gone on dates with girls that are Mormon. Okay. <laughs> Jordan has dated all religions and all ethnicities, right? Wow. Every single one. I, I'm an equal, <laughs> equal opportunity, equal <laughs> opportunity employer. Um, no, but uh, no, I the, like the some of the most fun girls, girls that want to go out and do a lot of things they are mormon typically like i they kind of want to revolt it's interesting um but when it comes to the temple garments yeah i i think i like until i was like 13 or 14 i wore uh what you would consider to be temple garments <laughs> white boxer shorts <laughs> so i i you know I, it's it's not it's it doesn't conf- like i don't know it, it doesn't yeah, it's it's, it's less weird than it sounds. It, it it's yeah. less weird than it sounds. It's supposed to be just a reminder um, of what you do in the temple, kind of like just like I, I mentioned the white, the purity. There's symbols on them that are reminders of the temple, but like they're nothing weird. It's it's supposed to be that like as you're wearing it, it's supposed to kind of protect you from temptation type thing because you remember the promises you made with God. So like I, I recognize it as bizarre, and like I said, I don't I don't wear them anymore just because they're uncomfortable to me just because they're like they're like knee length and so like you can't really wear shorts that if they ride up you start showing off your underwear um but like they're not as weird now that being said like early days in the church they were a one piece like button up early days i'm talking like pioneer times and i'm grateful (laughs) it's not that anymore at least it's you know t-shirt like under basically undershirt and long boxers is pretty much what it is in fact the church is actually you can google them and see what they look like the churches it used to be kind of taboo but you can see pictures of them now so yeah and i've also i feel like i also heard the reason for them was or maybe this actually might be like a muslim thing but like the the skin of the man isn't like supposed to touch like the skin of a woman is that true or no that, is that a muslim that's thing? not true but I, <laughs> that's not true but i have heard some crazy stuff <laughs> well, during like, sex during sex no no sorry. i've heard yeah, some yeah. crazy stuff of like really devout mormons that have sex with their garments on like just like i don't know like pull them down a little bit or something i've never yeah. met anybody who actually does that so <laughs> no that's definitely not taught on the church but i i have heard that there's people who have done that but Wait, what do you mean there's you're saying there's mormon people who have sex with their garments I've heard rumors of it. I've never actually known anybody who said that, but I've, I, I don't know whether that's just some myth people promote just because they think it's funny or if that's really happened. But if, if that has happened, it is. What do you mean though? I don't even understand what you mean. Like sex with their garments. Like they literally have like sex. They would, like... they would wear them as much as they could while having sex. I, oh, I don't like know exactly actually... what that they actually like, like yeah, move to... it to the side or like put it through the P flap or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like they almost they almost like like kind of like to do it basically. Maybe, maybe it's a fetish. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I got a serious I got I got a serious question for you, Tom. Okay. So your wife, right? And yeah. I know you don't want to speak for her too much, but like like who first of all, whose idea was it? Was it kind of a mutual, like, hey, this doesn't make sense? Or was it you coming back from Indiana going, I gotta talk to you about some stuff? And then secondly, I'm assuming she's been supportive to this whole situation. Yeah. And like, what are her thoughts on it? Like without saying too much, cause I know you can't speak for your wife, but just what you've experienced. Yeah. Hey, so... I'm going to real quick. I'm going to, I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. All right. Go for it. Um, so yeah, my, there's a lot of people in Mormonism who have mixed faith marriages that happens pretty often. And uh, when I started dealing with my stuff, I was convinced that's what was going to happen. But fortunately I don't even, 
know how it happened, but we actually kind of came to the same conclusion at the same time. And we're kind of on our own paths. And then at one moment, we kind of, you know, we were kind of not keeping it from each other, but just not talking about it. And then we converged and we were like, yeah, we're in the same place. And, 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 you know, there was a little bit of a transition there and a journey with us, but, but yeah, she's been super supportive. She's on the same page almost completely. So like what were, were her reasons pretty similar to yours or what? Yeah, yeah, they were similar. I think I'm a little bit more of a history nerd and a little bit more of like diving into the reading and the text and stuff. But I would say for the most part, hers are the same. Hers are maybe more current. Like um, I brought up the LGBT things. She's also, I mean, there's like a fair amount of like sexism in the church a little bit too. Like all of the leaders are male. So like there's no women pastors or women apostles or anything. It's all men. And so like that, obviously, you know, that wore on her after a while, I think as well, but yeah. So do you guys have, do you have kids? Like what, what's the, like you do? So, yeah, so that we, have, work out? we have two kids. Fortunately, the oldest is four. Um, I think it would be a lot weirder if my kids were like teenagers. Cause it's like, how do you explain that to him? Right? Like, Oh, now we're not going to church anymore. So um I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm pretty open-minded. So with like my kids, I'm more focused on teaching my kids how to think and like how to critically think. And then whatever they want to believe, I don't care. Like, it, I mean, as long as it's not harmful, right? Like if they're believing something, some like far right, hateful rhetoric, I'm obviously going to push back on that. But as far as belief systems and stuff, I'm good with anything. Mostly I just want to teach them like, look, you can believe what you want. This is what I believe, but like you go explore, you go have your own journey. So that, so that's where I'm at. Like if they, if they chose to be baptized in the Mormon church, I would say, sure. I would probably say, this is why I don't believe. And this is why I would probably encourage you not to, but like, if that's what you want to do at the end of the day, totally happy. So. And I, and I honestly, like, I got a side of you on that. That's how my parents raised me. You know, they, they, they uprought me in the Christian faith. Uh, I went to a Christian school, but part of our classes were exploring other, other religions. Like, what do you think? Like, do you, like, you know, keeping that door open and my parents to this day, I mean, I wouldn't say they'd be disappointed, well, they might be disappointed, kind of like, you know, I'm sure you get pushed back. You said she, your wife gets pushed back from her family. Um, there'd be some pushback, but it would be, you know, we raised you, it's your choice and, you know, that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad you're raising your kids that way. That's, that's the right way to do it. Yeah. And that was pretty much my mom's response too. When I talked to my mom, she actually sent me a really nice text and she just said, Hey, look, I raised you to think for yourself. Obviously that sometimes means you think differently than me. And so like, I am sad about that, but like, I can't be sad because that's how I raised you. So like, it was a really, you know, I, I think that's a healthy attitude towards parenting. I think some parents, whether it's religion or sports or music or whatever, they're like, this is what my kids have to do. And it's, I just don't think that's healthy. So Agreed. And I, I come from a biological background, like chemist, you know, scientist. So you, I, we could do a whole episode on this, Micah, at some point is uh, religion and uh, science. So, but yeah, you know, I, I get it. You know, it's, 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 I'm not an engineer in the sense that you are in terms of civil engineer, but like as a chemist, as a biologist, in terms of like where humans came from, when they actually got what we call souls today, um, you know, cognizant reality of themselves. You know, there's there's a lot to debate, and I think uh, you know, I think I think it's good to take an. I think it's unhealthy to take a 
cultish approach. I don't mean Mormonism. I just mean a cultish approach where you believe everything you hear. And it's uh, that, that, uh, I mean, human advancement in society over the years has never been harnessed by, let's just believe everything we hear. And this is the way it is, you know, then we wouldn't be where we are today. So Micah, welcome back. Yeah. So speaking of that, um, I, that's, I wanted to go into that a little bit, which is basically what do you believe now? And then also kind of have like a philosophical uh, conversation about religion, I guess like the, um, the goods and bads to religion and like where you, if you think morality came from religion or evolution or what, yeah. So what do you, what do you believe now? Yeah, man, those are some really good questions. And we could probably spend a full episode talking about both of those questions. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I believe in Jesus. Um, so I consider myself a Christian. Um, I, I believe in a literal Jesus. So like, I believe in a Jesus that was God that came and died and was resurrected. So I do believe that. Um, but I yep, don't same. necessarily have a full literal belief in the Bible. So like, do I believe that there was literally a flood that flooded the whole earth? Maybe, maybe not, you know, it may be, was a local flood. Um, I'm also open to the idea that, you know, if there is a God that's all powerful, I think God could have created humans using evolution. I think that's possible. So I, amen. Sorry, <laughs> no, amen. that's exactly what I think too. Yeah. yeah I was going to say as a biologist, I would assume you would be mocked if you said evolution wasn't real. Right. Not, not even mocked. my, just my brain. I'm like thinking, you know, <laughs> You, it, everyone's trying to find the missing piece between the apes and the humans. Like they've been doing this for decades. And first of all, like our understanding of the world as it is today has only been a very short blink of an eye. It's been a hundred years, a hundred, like watch 1883, right? On Netflix or on uh, whatever streaming it. Watch 1883. Look what life looked like, like a couple hundred, like a hundred and plus years ago. Yeah, just a few like you gotta, generations ago, right? Not even right, and so yeah. you know, and so to think that I, I, I second your point, Tom. It's really at what point did we evolve? And maybe God said, "This is this is good. This is perfect. This is what I see as a human." It's like when you make a painting, you don't just go boom, Mona Lisa. You go, okay, I need to do here and a little bit here and a little there, and like it takes some time, and not literally seven days. Right. That's a figurative to your point right. earlier about the Bible being at points figuratively a figurative statement. Right. It took seven days. That could be seven billion years. You don't even know. Um, but yeah, on, on the fourth day, he, he created the Chicago Bears. So that's all I care about. So <laughs> anyway, sorry. No, the only problem that the only problem that I have with that, like, argument or not argument but whatever like belief is that um like saying that some of it's true and some of it's not it's like if it's if it was given down by god i would i would assume that like or yeah it's just assume that all of it would be true but then i guess you can you can kind of say like oh well they had like when they were writing it they had to kind of like make it like digestible for humans right but it's like they yeah. could have just, no. just i, I think it's a local flood or like i think it i think it's i to your point yeah i think i think noah's ark was a local flood uh if the whole earth was covered there's so many scientific reasons that we would not exist um the other thing too is, is that, that is that true I, I don't know like 
you're probably right. I, I probably agree with you, but is that scientifically true that if the whole world was covered with water, like we, we probably would all just be gone. I mean, have you seen, what's that movie they filmed just water, in the ocean? Water, water like, world. No, not water world. <laughs> water world too. <laughs> but you like, look at like uh, whatever that movie is where they're just like swimming in the ocean by themselves. I'm like, Dude, I couldn't even swim for an hour by myself. I well, no, but they were, they were they were in a boat. They were in a boat, and Noah was you know made a boat. And is that so? Where possible? my question is, know. well, where where did he get animals from all over the world? <laughs> every every animal, and that's the problem. every animal. That's one of the problems that I have. One of the problems, like you said, with the possible fallacies, which you choose to believe that it's just you know it's a story that is based on truth basically right which yeah. i'm not saying i'm not saying you're wrong i'm not trying to like say you're wrong no, I'm you're saying that like when people have that argument that's oh well, some of it's true and some of it's not it's like well you know it should probably all be true but i get so, what you're saying no yeah i i think i think it depends on how we look at scripture and i know there's some christians who are very literal believers in the bible they think god directly wrote the bible um but if you look at the history of it i think it's a lot messier than that personally i think i think it was definitely inspired um there's actually a scripture this is a mormon scripture it doesn't come from the book of mormon it comes from one of the revelations of joseph smith but it says that god speaks unto his people according to their own understanding and I actually still hold to that. And I wonder if that's the way the Old Testament works. You know, for instance, if you read um, the creation story in Genesis, it reads a lot like their cosmology at the time, which was a flat earth with kind of a snow globe type firmament with water in the sky and water below them. And so like, obviously we know with science, like that's not true, but it's like, could God have taught them that point, but like using their lens of understanding? Cause like he would have just blown their mind if he's like, oh yeah, you're a globe and you're circling, circling the sun. Like that was just so beyond them. Right. So did God just teach it to them according to their own understanding so that they could understand God? Well, and even look at revelations, right? Uh, all the accounts was it Peter or Paul. I can't remember who wrote revelations. Uh, John, uh, oh, sorry, John, the revelator. Way yep, you're good. Way off, way off. John. <laughs> Peter, Peter, <laughs> Paul, and John. <laughs> This is Samsonite. I'm just kidding. Um, no, so John, uh, that was a reference to Dumb and Dumber. Uh, oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> for the One of my favorite for movies. For the listeners who didn't get it. But, um, you know, you look at like Revelations with the when John wrote that book, and it says like rains of dragons of fire out of their mouths. And, you, you know, you have to think back to when they read that book. It's like, what do you mean? Oh, dragons, like flying creatures. And if you look at today, I would pretty much call that a bomber, right? Like somebody like uh, an a Air Force bar, a Navy bomber, right? Like, come on, fire out yeah. of their mouth. Yeah, did God give him a whole mechanical engineering lesson so that he could understand what a plane was? Yeah, sure he's, sure. he's not going to include, he's not going to include, oh, by the way, this was designed by jet propulsion laboratories and you know la and you know boeing and come on like the, yeah he doesn't know that i mean they know they know it but it's like how do you explain that to someone who's never seen any of the things you're explaining so yeah i i, I get your point the literalness behind or literalness i don't know that's even a word but uh behind the bible 
you it, it's supposed to span you know generations right it's supposed to span that and ex be able to explain it and to do that back then when they didn't even have electricity <laughs> you know that's that's pretty difficult to do that's my yeah. two cents yeah and i think people who have a total black and white literal view um i i don't want to i don't want to paint a broad paintbrush on people but i think those are the people that fall the hardest when it comes to faith because it's pretty easy if you go in the bible like you talked about noah's flood to be like oh this is impossible now now granted you know there's the verse with god all things are, are possible and so you can always apply that but anytime you bring science in it's like oh well that's that's impossible so so i think when you have that literal view and you start finding issues with the Bible or with your faith, it's like, oh, well, then the only other option is atheism. And, and that's kind of the, that's the top, that's the title of my first essay. I called it keeping the baby without the bathwater because mm, my goal like was that. not to throw the baby without the bathwater, but like keep the good things and keep the parts of faith I liked and maybe the, but get rid of some of that literal or fundamentalist type mindset, if that makes sense. Yeah. So now that you're, now that you're like a, so you're you are a Christian, but you go to like the Mormon church, right? Right. Um, do you do you find anything in like the Christian religion that you don't agree with, or, or would you say that you you agree with the Christian religion more? Um, well, that probably depends denomination to denomination. Um, I haven't found one that I necessarily agree with the most. In fact, I probably would consider myself almost like a universalist in that, like, I think there's probably pieces of truth just about everywhere. Um, and, and, you know, the universalists kind of just believe that the grace of Christ is so powerful that eventually he's going to save all of us as long as we believe in him. And, and that's sort of what I believe. I, you know, uh, Mormonism and some other set, you know, like Catholicism, it's very works heavy, right? Yeah. Grace is part of it, but it's very heavy on works. But if you read the new Testament, like it's pretty flipped, like it talks about works a little bit, but mostly it's about faith and about grace. So so that, that's where I'm at. I'm, you know, I'm trying to do my best to be a good person, but at the end of the day, I don't think I'm going to work my way to heaven. No, I am too. And honestly, like, I think the differentiating factor between like Catholicism and Christianity, and I can't speak for Mormonism, but is that I can talk to God directly right now. I could, I could yeah. literally be like, hold on a second, guys, give me a second. Uh, with Catholicism, it's, you know, you have to go through these avenues, you have to, you know, repent to your priest, right? Yeah, there's like all these things you have to do in order to have a relationship with God. And I don't like, again, it's, I go back to what I was saying earlier, God's not Santa Claus, look, a Santa Claus looking man sitting on a throne, like waiting to accept you into heaven. God is something we will never understand. There's no way for us to understand. We can't even get out of our solar system. Oh, barely out of our solar system. We can't really right. even get out of what is this? And we know there's all these galaxies and nebulas and uh, universes beyond this. And like, we have no idea that we exist on another planet, right? And so, and not we, like, this is, uh, what's that movie with, um, where he goes back in time? Oh my gosh, it's gonna drive me crazy. Uh, well, that guy appears. They keep getting younger, but I stay the same age. Oh, Matthew McConaughey and Matthew Days McConaughey. And Days and Interstellar, is that what you're talking Interstellar, about? Interstellar, yeah. Oh. I'm not saying like there's a you bunch of You weren't talking about Days and Confused. You were talking about Interstellar. Uh, <laughs> I might be Days and Confused later, but um, <laughs> <laughs> with Interstellar, though, like 
I'm not saying there's like a bunch of us just floating around in the universe, different like, you know, realms, maybe we don't know yet, but like, I don't think like, we're so focused on figuring out the prize and how everything works and understanding it in our brains that maybe we're created possibly maybe that we miss out on life. Right. And so that's the biggest thing I, I, I want to avoid is we're here and we're not going to leave. I mean, maybe thousands of years from now, if we don't blow ourselves up with a nuclear bomb, we might leave, but this is kind of our home. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and that's probably my biggest argument against atheism and why I don't think I could be an atheist is like people, and, and I'm, I'm an engineer, I'm a scientist. I like science. Right. But like at the end of the day, we as humans, we don't, we don't know shit like <laughs> we don't we don't know anything do you know what i mean we've like, only really understood shit a lot of shit very quickly over the past hundred years well yeah technology's gone crazy right but but even then like what is our knowledge like there's still a lot that we don't know you know and and so at the end of the day i think science explains a lot of the how and a lot of the what but it doesn't explain the why like why am i a sentient yeah. being that can think you know there's no answer for that with atheism it's just a chance no dumb luck it's just it's just all it's just all neurons firing in our brains and then you have to go we have to do a whole podcast on this right and wrong right like what right. is right and wrong why why can't i go murder you know somebody down the street why can't i do that because yeah and have have you guys ever read the book mere christianity by c.s lewis no, I've no i have not but i need to yeah. yeah i know so definitely recommend it i'm actually almost done reading it right now but that's one of his biggest arguments for God is the fact that like there is this universal truth of right and wrong. And like, where did that come from? Right. That's almost he he almost calls that like the imprints or the fingerprints of the creator, like still in us is this universal idea of right and wrong. So I, I think it's an interesting argument. Yeah. And then I also was going to ask you about that. Like some people think I think that like morality, right and wrong comes from pretty much the Bible and God and then some people believe it comes from just evolution. Like the way we've evolved is basically to become more empathetic and try to do the right thing. Do you believe it pretty much all comes from the Bible and religion, all morality or? I don't think I don't it like necessarily the, I don't comes like from the Bible. Word, I'd I say from God. Sorry, go I don't like the word. No, I don't like the word religion. That's the biggest, I think that's the biggest thing we're tackling here tonight. Well, whatever word is, you want to use for it, for no, well, I, I, I just the, the same reason why, no, because what Tom was saying in terms of like, I still go to church, right. To be closer to God or in his own bedroom. Uh, like the word religion is like saying Democrats versus Republicans, right. It's, it, it, it connotates a sense of and not what's the right word to use here uh endowment to something that you have to do and i that's where religion i i hate that about religion and every person i've debated micah you were talking earlier about debating somebody who is religious or not religious i can't remember uh it it really comes it doesn't come down to religion it comes down to like you know what i have a relationship with what I believe to be God and y'all can piss off, right? Like I, it's, I, it's my personal relationship. It's like saying your girlfriend doesn't exist or your wife doesn't exist. You're like, what? 
Of course, I have a relationship with that person. Like, what are you talking about? Well, well and, so and in I, this context, I agree with though, you. Like, I, what word should I use then? You know what I mean? Instead of religion. No, um, religions. Religion's the easy word to use. I'm just saying. Yeah, it yeah, has I a lot of connotations with it. It's killed a lot of people. But anyways, Tom, you're saying. No, yeah. you're good. Um, I would say morality comes from God. Um, and uh, the Mormon, the Mormon viewpoint on that, I don't know if this is a general Christian term or not, but Mormons call it the light of Christ, that the light of Christ is in people and that that's kind of more or less like our conscience. I think um, they do. I, you, we do use that term, okay. but yeah, I didn't know it's if that called was the whole, a unique we, we, we call it the Holy spirit, but yeah, sure. And we, and we yeah. call it that too. Um, I say we, they, I don't know. Who, who knows what I am, <laughs> but, but I agree with you. I think religion is man-made and I think, uh, God, you know, but, but that being said, I do, you know, I've, I've interacted with a lot of people who are atheists or consider themselves like secular humanists who, who think that you don't have to have religion to be good. And I, I agree with that to a point, but eventually that morality comes to, okay, what's best for, uh, the society kind of like collectivism, right? I'm good to you because you're going to be good to me rather than the God-given morality is kind of like, I'm going to be good to you, even if you're a total douche to me, like I'm still going to be good to you. And, and so I think maybe that's the difference, uh, but it, it's, it's a super interesting debate. And I'm not a philosopher. I've, I've actually never even studied philosophy. I think it's interesting. I'd love to study it, but um, it, it's definitely an interesting debate for sure. Yeah, I feel like I've unfortunately, kind of unfortunately, like gone the way of, because I mean, ultimately, we, we, we were kind of talking about like, why to be a Christian or why to be an atheist. And it's like, ultimately, I think that I really want to know, like, ultimately, it's the, like, the truth. I want to know the truth. And, um, and I'm not saying one is more true than the other. But um, I feel like, like you were saying, as like the country has kind of gone more atheist and away from religion. Um, I, I've kind of, I have gone more away from Christianity. And I tend to believe people, I tend to believe the side of evolution more as of right now. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, equipped I, to debate it or anything, but like when I listen to it, I tend to, to believe evolution. I'm not saying that I know, I'm not an atheist. I'm like I said before in this podcast, I would say I'm still, you know, probably agnostic, but I, 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 like you said, like how you will still tell the person in your church that you're Mormon, even though you, may not be or whatever i think that me and jordan still like kind of classify ourselves as christian just like a a a jewish person would you know what i mean mike but so yeah i've gone down this road before and many times and what i have to say to you is it's not like i am very scientific based right and there's not a this yin or yet or there's a yin and yang there actually is the yin and yang that's what i'm saying uh there's not a this or that right like what do you think god existed outside of science (laughs) like come on like then how is all this stuff here why do i have a soda streamer and a keurig and a what like it's matter and then we we helped create it yeah but what's to say that there's not both is what i'm saying so the things we can't explain we're kind of like children. Like, honestly, if I were to look at ourselves, even as adults, you know, 20, 30, 40 years old, uh, we're still stupid. (laughs) Like, you know, I, we, we, we don't get it. 
And there's a reason why I don't think we'll ever get it. If we haven't gotten it by now and we don't kill ourselves, like I said, kill ourselves with a bomb or something like that over the years, the whole world gets obliterated or a freaking meteor, like whatever. Like all I, all I want to say is like, what are we spending our time doing? And if you look at God, if we're talking about that, then why can't it just be a connection to something that's outside of what we understand? Like, that's what I'm saying. And Jesus is to us or to me is a representation of pure love, pure uh, forgiveness, uh, the way you're supposed to treat people, um, a good, a good barometer to how to live our lives, like a good pathway. Uh I, I just don't understand how both can't coexist. And that's, that's, that's what like to be agnostic or atheist that just saying, and, and the other, the other part, like flip of that coin is if you're given a gift, right? You're given a gift saying, maybe this is right. Maybe this is wrong. None of us have died so far. Knock on wood. Uh, Damar, amazing bills player. He actually did die and came back. So I'd like to ask him a couple questions. But the question is, is like, what happens after this? If you get a free gift saying you get a, you know, if you're playing Monopoly and you get a Pasco collect $200, why not accept it? It's not like we have to do anything, right? It's not like we have to prove anything or whatever. And so that's kind of my, my, my take on God is like, we're never going to understand, it. not him. Not him, it's whatever the heck this is, right? And if we can understand it to be a human being and here's, here's my son, I want you to live like him because this is who I am and it's a free gift, I'll take it. Why not? Like, it's like you walk into a, a market, like a Walmart and they're like, hey, we're giving away free TVs. You want one? You're like, no, <laughs> like, come on. Anyways, sorry, my two cents. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Jordan, that I agree with that, that it's like, it is a gift. And if all you have to do is believe, and it's, I don't want to say that all you have to do is believe, like, you know, obviously be a good person no, and, and no, believe. You, you, you literally only have to believe, well, you but only then believe, you, sh you but should try, be a good person. You should be a good person. I don't know your thoughts, Tom, on if you have to go to, like, if you feel like you have to go to church and all that, because I feel like, when you bring in the church element to it, like we were talking about before, you kind of add in the whole like people. I feel like there's a lot of like, if you're not going to church, people are like judging you and um, that type of thing. That's human. So I, don't know human. You, I don't know if you feel like you have to go to church or you, you probably should, I guess. Right. But how do you feel about church? And then also, um, do you feel like you'll eventually start going to like a Christian church or do you think you'll you'll stay going the mormon church but like being a christian yeah those are those are good questions um and and probably my idea on it has flipped since i've had my faith transition like i said the mormon church is pretty works heavy you know it's all about checking certain boxes and then keeping certain commandments um and it actually really bothered me because i've always been you know a pretty big fan of jesus and i'm like i feel like that's kind of undermining the grace of Christ a little bit, but it does get into kind of the faith versus works argument that's throughout the New Testament. There is a little bit of a paradox in the New Testament where, you know, like Paul all the time is talking about grace. And then like in James, in the epistle of James, there's, you know, faith without works is dead. 
So like there's some some kind of some contrary beliefs. C.S. Lewis in that book I referenced before, Mere Christianity, which by the way, another shameless plug, that's my next episode on my podcast is talking about that book. Um, but in Mere Christianity, right C.S. Lewis has an interesting look on that. He basically says, we follow the path of Jesus. So those are our works. And what, as we follow that path, we realize how insufficient we are, that we can never live up to that. And so that's his view on works is that we try to follow the path Jesus set. And as we do that, it, it makes us realize more and more how deficient we are and makes us lean more on the grace of Christ. And so that's why he asks us not only, you know, obviously to take care of people and to help others, but really it's kind of this Christian path to follow Jesus. And as we follow Jesus, we just say, I suck. I can never really live up to this. And so then our faith is strengthened. And so it's kind of a changing of our nature, you know, uh, I can't remember exactly how Jesus said it, but it was like, you know, when the, basically his sheep, the sheep would hear the voice of the shepherd and they'd recognize it. Right. So, so there's some sort of Christian idea of a changing of our hearts, kind of almost like a born again. I, I wouldn't call myself a born again Christian, but kind of that born again idea of like, we change through the grace of Christ. And that's, that's kind of the point is like following that Christian path leads us to Jesus more than just because, because what, what is belief? You know, what is that point that we believe or don't believe? You know, obviously it, it's such an interesting debate. I could go on about this forever. You know, Jesus, even in one of the gospels, I think it's in Matthew says, there will be people who cast out devils in my name. Yet in that day, I will say, I never knew you. So he's saying, look, you're doing good works, but like you weren't doing it in my name. So I'm going to say, you're not one of my believers. So like, what is that point? And I guess C.S. Lewis is probably saying like, we follow that Jesus, that path Jesus set just so that we can build that faith on him. But ultimately it's Jesus that saves us. We can never work our way to heaven, which I, I do believe. But to answer your church question, um, I, I like church because um, even religion aside, um, I, I know I have aspects of me that I, I want to be a better person. And I, I think working with, you know, fellow sinners, I think that helps. I also like community. Um, I, I'm naturally a pretty introverted person. So if I don't get out of my shell and go to like church or something, I would probably have zero friends and I would just like sit in my house. So like, I, I kind of have to force myself to have aspects of community right now. We have that in the Mormon church. We do want a church hop. I kind of doubt we'll ever find like, like, I don't think I'm going to convert to, and, you know, like join a membership of a different church or something. But I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we go to a church here or there, or occasionally go to the Mormon church. And, and again, it's kind of that keeping the baby with the bath without the bathwater. So it's like, I can go to the Mormon church and say like, oh, I don't like that teaching. And, and I'd, it's maybe not the most emotional or mentally healthy thing. Cause it's like, there are things that it's like, oh, I'd like that cognitive dissonance, but like, just say, okay, well, I like that teaching. I'll keep that. Or I like that community aspect. So, so it's hard. I, I don't know what the future entails, but I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I guess we'll see what, see where it leads me. And right now, are you going like with, it's kind of probably like a family thing, right? To go to the Mormon church. Like if you start going to the Christian church and it's like, you're going to be separated from your family, right? Yeah. We don't go with any of our extended family. All of our, like our parents and siblings live uh, an hour or two South of here. Um, but definitely my immediate family, you know, and, and Mormon church is very family centered, like the main service you've got kids screaming and stuff in the pews and all that fun stuff. Yeah. 
And then do do Mormons? I don't even really know this. Do Mormons also believe that to to get to heaven, you just have to believe in Jesus Christ died for your sins, or is it there's no. kind of like more to it, right? There's like I heard there's another thing is I heard there's a whole like kind of like planetary thing where like when you die, like you go to your own planet. <laughs> no, is that, that, is that no, 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 no. That's Jehovah Witness. Well, well actually, there there is a lot of it true, to right? that. Um, it's not quite that crazy, but definitely the idea of mormonism and it's actually kind of an interesting theology is that we are working to become like god is the idea and that eventually we could be a god so that's the part that's like kind of like eyebrow raising right yeah um, that was the part we missed earlier that that was kind of crazy right yeah right that actually that brings up a good point you guys um did a little rapid fire earlier and i don't remember all of them did you have any kind of rapid fire weird mormon beliefs you've been curious about that i could help answer well that was that was one of them how the how is yeah like how does that work well yeah how does the whole the whole um death thing work like you know where do you guys believe you go when you die then how do you get there that type of thing yeah so well, not you but mormons yeah, so Mormons. Right now, sorry, they... just to get this straight, like so you you are a Christian, <laughs> yeah, but you go, but to, I go to Mormon church, church. Yeah. And you because I know there are Mormons out there who will tell you that they are Christians, right? So sure. do you kind of feel like there's not much of like a, a difference? Like you're basically just like I've... even though there's a different set of beliefs, like you're kind of the same one and the same. Yeah, and, and that's getting down to the definition of a Christian. I would have considered myself a Christian all along in that, you know, Jesus Christ ultimately is what saves you even in Mormonism. But it's kind of a there's there's a verse in the Book of Mormon uh, that says it is grace. It is by grace that you are saved after all you can do. So that's what it says specifically in the Book of Mormon, which would be antithetical to the traditional Christian view that it's just your grace that you're saved. So I still would consider Mormons Christians, um, but my Christian view is much more grace heavy and much more faith heavy. Um, what was your first part of the question? I forgot. Um, oh, yeah. So the, the kind of like the more weird stuff is I think you just answered. So how you get to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heaven would be belief, but also be the best person you can be. Right. right. In Mormonism. But then also. Yeah, so. Once once you die, what do you, what do you guys believe happens then? Yeah. So that that's what the Mormon church would call the plan of salvation. And, uh, like, I can't tell you how many times I've drawn this on a chalkboard, especially as a Mormon missionary, but basically the idea is we dwelt with God as spirits before earth. We came to earth to gain a body, uh, after death, our body and our spirits are separated it's at that time that <clears throat> Mormons believe you go to a place they call the spirit world and it's separated into a paradise and prison. And this is kind of your traditional heaven or hell, but it's almost more of kind of like a Catholic purgatory. You just sit there and tell the resurrection and then your body and spirit are reunited. And then uh, Mormons actually don't believe in a, in a hell tradition, like a traditional hell. They believe in three, basically three steps of heaven, three parts of heaven. And the highest heaven is the people that do all they're supposed to uh, get married in the temple, you know, get baptized with the proper Mormon authority and all this stuff. And then like the next one down is still part of heaven, but like, it's not as good. And that's like where the good people would go. That's where they would consider like the Christians who aren't Mormons go. And then the third one down is still like 
they even say it's better than earth but that's where like the bad sinners the murderers the rapists all those people go so it's it's kind of bizarre the the mormon idea of hell is really kind of temporary and it's just during that spirit world pre-resurrection stage yeah that's that's really interesting so the better part of heaven is better or is better than earth but it's still for murderers and everything like that yeah so the idea is um oh did we lose micah i think so we can continue. that's okay um yeah so basically the the idea of hell is temporary and that uh you would just go to that spirit prison temporarily but but they don't believe in like a fire and brimstone eternal hell now there is what I, 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 I don't know if i don't know if i believe in a fire and brimstone hell because the definition of being in hell as i understand it is to be removed from the presence of god and, and so and that's sort of the idea there too is the only people who are in the presence of god are in that highest or they call it the celestial kingdom and all the other ones it's like it's nice but like you're not in the presence of god but what I'm saying, though, is a little bit more scientific. So being in the presence of God, let's say reincarnation exists. None of us know because none of us can attest to being unless you say, oh, yeah, I was reincarnated. That's why I'm not a mouse. Um, but like to look at, you know, being out of the presence of God, does that mean your soul is wiped like a hard drive? right meaning like you're done like you had your chance and you blew it and it's gone and is that technically hell right, right. because to me or not to me but to religion to christianity and a bunch of other religions being out of the presence of god is technically hell it's not like gnashing of teeth and you know like fire and a lava pit and you're just like oh, i'm burning all the time like it's almost kind of like, I would say even worse. You're just like erased from existence, right? A soul yeah. is just erased. And so that's that's where I'm wondering, is is that possibly the case, right? So Yeah. No, I I wonder the same thing. Yeah. I I I think, yeah, maybe when they talk about, you know, eternal fire and stuff in the Bible, maybe it's more um of an allegory or a metaphor, you know, of the way your soul would feel. I don't know yeah me too all right we're gonna wrap up micah cannot get back online so we're gonna wrap this up no Thank i'm you, i'm here do you guys oh you're here, do you guys, you're yeah, here. yeah we hear you but we don't see you we don't see you weird my phone my phone was gonna die so sorry about that um i tried oh, to switch good. to my you still don't see me all right um okay here we go sorry about that i'm back welcome yeah. back yeah so my my phone is is low and not only that but you probably you probably didn't you probably want to don't want to go too much longer right tom oh yeah yeah that's we're, we're probably getting close to the end of my time i mean any other yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. honestly i love these like kind of weird quests i mean i did it for two years as a missionary from the faithful side but like it's even funner probably now that i don't believe some of this stuff because <laughs> i don't feel like i have to argue <laughs> it or like you know push you to believe one way so i i don't know are there any other sort of weird off the wall questions you guys have yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to argue like you know like so like when i was younger i did fully believe in everything but like when 
you get older and you start to get questions of, you know, do you really believe this? And you don't know if you do. And you're like kind of like debating stuff you don't know. And that's like the one problem with the Christian thing, with the Christian belief, the religious whatever belief is that I think to a lot of people who aren't Christian, it, it does sound kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Like if you go up to someone who's not a Christian and say, hey, you know, when you die, do you want to go to heaven or whatever? And Virgin and Mary. Yeah. And there's tons of different people who like don't believe the same thing as us who think that it is crazy. And but, but when you're raised in it, you don't really think it's crazy. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, I, I used to throw that on people all the time on my mission. Cause like I said, I was mostly teaching Christians. And so when they would say, well, you actually believe there's a prophet that translated a book of Mormon. I'm like, well, do you actually believe that a man was raised from the dead? Like, you know, that they're both supernatural claims, you know? So, so where do you draw the yeah. line? It, it, you're exactly right. I mean, a lot of, and, and that was actually a big part of my faith transition was I was like, okay, why do I look at my claims of my church one way, but then I learn about the Jehovah's witnesses and I'm like, Oh, that's just batshit crazy. You know what I mean? So like it really taking an objective <laughs> view from the outside and just being like, okay, why do I believe the way I do? And I don't want to use the word brainwash. Cause like, honestly, that's all you're doing with kids, right? You're brainwashing them, whatever you teach them. So it's like, I don't yeah, like the word brainwashing. It, that's but true. Like, yeah. But no matter but like, what you teach your kid, you're brainwashing them. Yeah. yeah, you're always brainwashing. So I don't like that word, but like definitely <laughs> like you're raised in that context. So it's just easier to believe it. And it's just easier. It It's more natural to you. You don't look at it with this skeptical eye and just say, wait, wait, what? Why do I believe that? You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Because I remember. Yeah, I remember like when I got older, I was arguing with my friend, debating with my friend about it. And he's an atheist. And he was kind of like, yeah, like how do you know which that's another question that I was going to ask you, but I know we're short on time, but is like, do you feel like, are you Christian now? Basically just because you feel like that's the one that makes the most sense. But he, his question to me was basically like, how do you know Christianity is the right religion out of all the different religions out there? You know, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think anybody knows, you know? Yeah. yeah. You have I to be, you have to be open-minded and even as an atheist, right. But it hasn't, I think that like some atheists will say that like religion has been like kind of um, debunked. And that's kind of like my point that I brought up before with that debate that I had with the guys, like I kind of thought like scientifically religion had been debunked, but like it, it really hasn't right. There's still all a lot of scientists that are Christian. There's still a lot of smart people that are Christian or religious. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to be open-minded no matter what you are, I guess. And, you know what you believe but yeah back to the original question what be do you feel like christianity i guess just makes the most sense and then also i wanted to ask you too before when we were talking about the lgbtq stuff how do you feel like christianity handles that kind of stuff as opposed to um mormonism well i i think i'll answer your first question or your last question first um i don't think they handle it that much differently i think Mormonism is just a step behind, <laughs> you know, just Christianity as a whole, if you look <laughs> 50 years ago, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. So um, as far as why I believe Christianity, I mean, like Jordan was saying, I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm kind of 
giving up on that certainty. Uh, that, that's a big thing in Mormonism. You know, they, they do a testimony meeting every month, which is kind of like an open mic Sunday. And people will just go up and they always say, I know this. Like, I know the church is true. I know that God is real. And it's like, I don't know that. And I never did. I used to say that because like that was just the cultural thing to do. But it's like, we don't know. Um, I mean, I do have, you know, I've had spiritual experiences that lead me to feel like Jesus is real and like uh, is love and and is watching, you know, that God is in the details. But like, is a spiritual experience really a proof? I, I don't think so. It's just, I guess that's what leads me to believe so. To a certain, yeah, that's a tough question. I think most people would say no, a spiritual uh, experience isn't a proof. But I mean, if you believe, if you believe in your own experience, like you don't, you don't think of your, you know, you you weren't diagnosed as like schizophrenic or something, and like you believe what you feel or see or whatever, then why shouldn't you believe in a spiritual experience? And have you had any? I don't want, I don't want to keep this going, but like, basically, have You're you good. had any, I don't know. <laughs> have you had any spiritual um, experiences? Yeah, I, I feel like yeah. I have. And, and the atheist could definitely say, you know, that's just dopamine in your brain or something, you know, some chemical yeah. reaction. Right. And, yeah. and like, I can see that, but like, I have felt, you know, I've never like heard a voice or seen an angel or anything crazy like that, but like, uh, and maybe you guys have had the same, but it's like, I've, you know, felt good feelings. I felt love and peace when I've prayed before um nothing really crazy beyond that but it's like that's what leads me to believe i wouldn't say that's what makes me believe because like i i also can sympathize with the atheist arguments like yeah maybe it is just chemicals in my brain but is god using those chemicals in my brain to communicate something yeah. to me? You know <laughs> exactly I mean? the other the other thing is if it causes harm right right so if right. this if this whole thing doesn't cause harm and whatever you believe and whatever you believe and whatever you believe if you're actually going on a you know like a uh terrorist thing or like with christians the uh crusades right that's hurting people you're actually like physically hurting people so if it doesn't interact with you it doesn't hurt you then don't like why be upset at it why why yeah. criticize it you know it's it, it works for that person and i mean i think differently than just works for that person but you know, I mean, if it works for the person, it makes them feel like you said, like when I, when I go to bed, I pray, you know, I'm like, Hey, take care of my mom, take care of my grandma who's going through respiratory issues, take care of my brother who's going through divorce or whatever. Right. Like, I think I pray about all those things and it's like, and then at the end of it, like whether it accomplishes something or not, does it really matter to the other people? Does it really matter? Like it, it makes me feel like, all right, I put these things to rest. My heart rate's lower. My blood pressure's lower. You know, I feel like maybe I did something. And uh, if I didn't, then oh well. Like, is that really a big deal to you? So anyway. Yeah, and as, as far as the spiritual experience, like one thing I'll say is I used to actually be in like a worship band at my church. And we would have these really long kind of like worship experiences. And a lot of the people would have these really gnarly experiences spiritual experiences and it's like i'd never really had a, a spiritual experience in terms of like god was talking to me or i saw anything but what one thing that i will say is i, I probably will say is that like, i did feel like good i would say like i would i would say i probably left there feeling better and then also as far as like the goods and bads to religion like you were saying jordan is like 
uh, you know, you, like you can say, oh, well, religion is bad because look at all the wars they've started and all this. And that. And that's true. They have started a lot of wars. But modern day Christianity, and I don't really know about Mormonism, but like, I don't really see too much bad in modern day Christianity, right? I mean, can, can I you guys name any, unless you really strongly disagree with um, abortion, which, or like anti-gay rights or that type now of thing. Now we're getting it. Now we're getting into politics. Yeah. You can separate yeah. politics from religion or from Christianity. You can yeah. be a Christian and be pro pro choice. Like there's a lot of things. So I, 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 I don't, don't think that, it's, but we also just don't probably have the time to go into all the that and the goods yeah, and bad. Man, we so could, we could spend hours on this stuff. Yeah, we? yeah, yeah. Let's let's, let's so, invite let's invite Tom back. Let's go. Yeah. So Tom, um, getting to the end of it, because um, I think we're going on two hours. Um, the last question that I ask everybody, and like like we said, there is a lot more that I could ask you, but you know we do have a time limit, and um, I wanted to ask. So there's you know, your, your podcast to plug, but then also other podcasts that you listen to that you like, or movies and TV shows or music or whatever you like. And one last thing I wanted to ask you about before that was, um, I listened to this podcast called cold and it's from Utah. I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. heard of it. Yeah. My wife was a huge fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. The first season was very good. I was just wondering if, if you, if you knew anything about those murders in Utah or, um, just Utah in general. Um, that's a, you know, for whatever reason that, that podcast really hit me hard. And, um, also like how, how pretty is it up there in in Northern Utah? Because I went to Southern Utah and it it was very pretty. I've heard Utah in general is is very beautiful place to visit. So. Yeah. yeah. So, so Utah sucks. Uh, everybody stopped coming (laughs) here. My, well, actually now that I've bought a house, you can keep coming because like the house prices keep going up, but but no, like Utah, I think I think right now, like Boise, Idaho is the number one population increase uh, metro area. But Salt Lake City is like really close behind that. So Utah is growing like crazy. Uh, you know, after the pandemic, when people could start working from home, we had an influx of people from like California. In fact, a lot of people in Utah hate Californians because they're coming and you guys could buy you, you could come buy a house with cash because, you know, you were sitting on a million dollar house or whatever. And our houses are like three or 400,000. So, so anyway, there were a lot of people yeah, I had a friend, I had a friend who actually, I had a friend who moved there who was Christian and I was kind of surprised by, I think his wife had a job out there, but I was kind of surprised by the move, yeah. but he seemed, he seemed to like it out there in Salt Lake city. I think. No, area. Utah's amazing. Northern Utah. So we're a little bit colder up here, a lot colder than Southern Utah. Um, we're a little bit less deserty, you know, but it's, it's beautiful. Um, as far as other podcasts go, um, probably the most famous Mormon podcast and, and he's kind of a pseudo celebrity among Mormons is Mormon stories. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Um, that's a guy who just talks to lots of interesting Mormons. Uh, there's a few episodes he's got like 1800 episodes and he's actually ended up making a fair amount of money off of it. Um, I, as far as other podcasts go, I mean, I, I am an avid podcast listener. I, I like to listen to anything and everything. Uh, I, I listen to a fair amount of Joe Rogan. You bring that up. Uh, I, I love the podcast where people just have open conversations, open minds. You know, I, I try to avoid um, partisan views. I, I don't like just listening. You know, I, I consider myself fairly conservative, but like definitely I'm not a Republican. 
And uh, I, I don't like partisan views. I, I, I don't. So anywhere where people just have open conversations, open dialogue, like I'm all for it. Would you say that you're liberal? Or, or um, you... I'm more liberal than probably most Mormons. Um, but I, I, I would consider myself probably a moderate, uh, right-leaning moderate is probably where I would put myself on okay. the political spectrum. Yeah, I totally agree with you on Joe Rogan, even though I don't agree with everything that he says. Like, yeah, he, I think, came out with that free form, just open conversation, say whatever you want, three hours long, whatever. And that has completely in, inspired me to do this, you know, so. Yeah. No, I think what you guys are doing, I think it's I think it's a cool thing. Hopefully you guys can amass some more viewers and listeners because, yeah, I think you guys have some good stuff. Thanks, man. And you too. Um, you know, any, any, anybody who has something to say out there, and it sounds like you're almost kind of like become somewhat of like more of like, not a like more of like a Christian evangelist on your podcast. Right. Yeah. Would you say that? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I would say that, especially, um, especially with my alternative thoughts episodes, although those are going to turn a little bit. Um, I, like I mentioned, I'm going to explore all religions um, and see if there's any truth in them. Like, so I live, I live near a college town um, in Northern Utah. And so like, we have a little bit of everything. So as part of that, like I'm actually wanting to like go to the Islamic center and like interview uh, one of the Muslim leaders. And like, I had a professor in college who was a follower of the Baha'i faith. So like, I want to interview one of those. So, so that'll probably start drifting away from Christianity. And I'm going to try to not be biased in those just to kind of like have them share their views. But, but I would say so. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, if, if I could help people, first of all, gain peace, especially those who are like struggling with their faith. And then my second goal would be like, definitely, I want to bring people to Jesus. Like that would probably be my secondary goal. Well, actually, I take that back. That should be my primary goal. But no, but you know, you know I, 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 I would say like, so back to my point earlier in terms of how I was raised. Yeah, it's like, you need to see what else is out there. Like if you're, yeah. if you're like, if you what, what what is it with horses if you're like, like tunnel vision or whatever yeah blinders tunnel vision like that you're not you know giving anybody a chance to like figure out who they are so I, I like that i respect that i think that's cool so micah wrap yeah. us up yeah 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 because I'm, I'm i'm literally at four percent so um i think did you <laughs> did you cover everything that you wanted to i'm actually yeah did you cover everything that you so. wanted Okay, great. And um, yeah, to be honest with you, I thought when you were coming on, I thought that you weren't going to be religious. Like when it said, it said ex-Mormon, I thought it was, yeah, you've you've become atheist. I'm actually glad you said that because if any of the ex-Mormons on the sub ex-Mormon subreddit, listen to this, they'll probably be mad at me because I would say I don't fit the ex-Mormon mold. The majority of them become and, and this will make them even more mad at me. They become kind of bitter atheists and they just hate the church. And I, yeah. I don't fit that stereotype. So, yeah, but, but I'm also true. That's, that's also kind of the point of my podcast is I felt like, as I transitioned away from the church, like I didn't have a tribe, like the ex Mormons kind of have their own tribe and they're very tribalistic, like burn down the church. Like we don't like the church. And so it's like, I felt like I didn't have a tribe. So I'm trying to build kind of a community where it's like, look, there's not one way to leave your faith. Like there's, that's the cool thing about leaving a structured faith. It's like, you can believe whatever the hell you want and do whatever the hell you want. And so it's like, I'm trying to show people that like, just, just be you, like, you don't have to fit a tribe. Just, just enjoy peace, you know, enjoy doing what you want and believe what you want to believe and do no harm. Like you guys were saying. So. 
Brad. Yeah, and it's great to have you on. Like like we were saying before, like for one, like what Jordan was saying before, like no, you know, I don't want to say there's no right or wrong, but it's like, you know, you know, I welcome anybody to come on with any religion, with any belief, and um, share what they have to share. And you know, it's 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 all good. So, thanks for coming on, Tom. It was great talking to you, and I hope uh, all your other podcasts go good. And let me know. I'll check out your podcast. Also, let me know if you know some of the other podcasts you go on. I'm I'm interested in hearing those those too. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. All right, thank you. All right, time. brother. You bet. Take care of yourself. Bye. Bye.